0: The blast from our past network. Hi, all. Well, this is the composer, Richard Band. You might have heard music from a few of my films like Reanimator and uh, From Beyond and TerraVision. But right now you're listening to Podcasting After Dark, a
1: killer, killer show. Lock your doors, close your windows, turn out your lights, for chills and thrills await you. It's time for Podcasting After Dark with your hosts, Corey Stevenson and Zach Schaefer. Stay with a friend, say your prayers as grisly ghouls close in to seal your doom. Tonight's episode, Mutant, starring Wings Hauser, Bo Hopkins, and Jody Medford. Welcome to a mutated episode of podcasting after dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one half of the, uh, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the mic of this group. Uh, <laughs> and, and it's me, it's me, Zach. Uh, joining me as always is my buddy, Josh, a.k.a. Corey Sleazy C. Stevenson. What's up, Corey? Corey Hauser, if you will. Corey Hauser. <laughs> I, your, dude, your I Wings' have... long-lost brother.
2: Yeah, dude, I have Wings Hauser's hair if I let it grow out. And you know what I love the most about Wings Hauser? He shows that people with
1: gigantic
2: heads can be movie stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: touche, touche. <laughs> and I, I think that, um, you know, Lee... Lee uh, girls just want to have fun. Montgomery, I got his hair in this, <laughs> and uh, you got his
2: rockin' bod too. Hey,
1: I'll take the I'll take the rock and bod. I'll take it. Do you yep. now? Do you
2: have the the chest hair, the the body hair to go with it?
1: Oh, I've got I've got the upper chest hair right on the pecs. Gotcha. So, okay, and then the treasure trail, <laughs> and uh, as they say, whoever they say is or was, whoo! This is this episode is going to go off the rails right away, uh, <laughs> and
2: it's and it's already horny as hell. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, folks, if you haven't guessed already and haven't listened to the uh, – or looked at the, the show notes or whatever, just jumped right in and listened to it. We are reviewing uh, on today's episode the 1984 horror sci- – I wouldn't call it sci-fi. The horror thriller. E- e- I, yeah, c- I figured
2: it was like a, an eco-horror.
1: Yes. it, it Like the 90s G.I. Joe Eco-Warriors. Yeah. This is the 1984 eco-horror film – mutant starring well we'll get into the cast in a minute and directed and all that stuff but first and foremost right off the bat let's just talk about the cover art for this poster (laughs) for this film
2: i can i can do that easily first off i'll just say i have never seen this movie but i always remember the vhs cover uh always passed it by and the the blu-ray that that you got us I think there's, my understanding is there's two sort of movie posters for it. One of them has the alien sort of face on it. Um, and I think that's the cover I remember from the VHS stores and everything. Uh, and of course, it is the most misleading cover that's ever existed because there is no <laughs> alien creature in this movie at all.
1: Yeah. So um, my exposure to this film, really quick, I, I saw it on Creature Feature Saturdays on. Um, TV 20 in Detroit uh it was it was a staple there and didn't know what the poster looked like and then would see it at the video stores all the time when I moved out to California not remembering that I had seen it you know with commercials and bits and pieces here and there and the boat the poster or the box art always fascinated me I thought always thought it looked really cool then I turned it over to the back and they show one of the zombies <laughs> uh from the the mutated zombies from the movie and I'm like that doesn't look like an alien. That's this is and in fact, yes, uh spoiler, there are no aliens in this movie. However, there are zombies, there are pus-filled hands, uh and a whole lot of wings, Hauser. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't guessed already, and I'll just go ahead and jump in and say it, um we're doing a wings fest on my end for quite a few episodes of Podcasting After Dark. Yeah, I have, a few, um, I have,
2: I have about three wrapped uh, Blu-rays here. Uh, all of them have wings on them. And if you guys remember when I did the unboxing video for this, I wasn't quite sure because, you know, one movie doesn't constitute a, a, a marathon. So I wasn't sure. I and mean, I knew it was going to start something, but I wasn't sure what it was. Now I do. I mean, I, I knew it, like, sort of after I recorded the video because I looked down and saw the, the wings. I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. It's all wings. It's Wings Hauser. So... <laughs> I'm excited. Dude. We are yeah. getting into Wings, baby.
1: So Corey, Corey has no idea what uh, Wings Hauser movies we'll be watching yeah. in the near future, but they will. We will be watching several Wings Hauser movies for the next many episodes of this podcast. And this all comes from uh, last year <laughs> uh, on Twitter or on. I think it was Twitter. Someone uh, posted a false story that Wings Hauser had died. And, you know, we are a knee-jerk generation of keyboard warriors, so everyone jumped to their Instagram and Facebooks and whatever and started posting, R.I.P. Wings, R.I.P. Wings. (laughs) And about 15 or 20 minutes later, after the the internets were flooded with Wings posts, um, his wife issues a statement saying, no, Wings is alive. He's not dead. (laughs) Guys,
2: calm down. Wings is right here. He's on the couch
1: next to me right now. (laughs) snoring he's got a beer in his hand and the game's on uh and so it that led me on the $2 lay fee page to do uh a a, a gif tribute to him cuz yeah. i love my gifs and i love my collages and you love and your I, wings and i said you know what let's celebrate this guy let's celebrate this dude this actor who has been in so many movies uh for the well over 30 years from good ones to horrible ones and everything else in between let's celebrate some of the great movies this guy has done and talk about his career and maybe hey who knows maybe people this will get him a little bit of attention and someone will want to put him in a movie uh or a tv show all will stranger things or
2: or hopefully we'll get to interview him hopefully in the future as well but so i i wouldn't i never went out of my way as a kid to like track down Wingshauser movies, but if he ever popped up in something, I was always like, hey, it's Wings, and you know, it always made me feel good. Um, I-, I will say I kind of was a bit more of a Kolhauser fan, especially because of Pitch Black. I freaking love Pitch Black. And that movie sort of introduced me to Kohlhauser. Uh yeah. so I'm I-, I love that dude. But I mean I think Wingshauser doing a Wingshauser tribute is perfect for podcasting after dark because it is perfect. He- he, he inhabits the. He just basic like the vibe of it. It just he he's that kind of guy, right? It's it's the movies that we love talking about on podcasts after dark. I mean, heck, he was in Savage Streets. You know, we we had a blast. Uh, you know, being like, oh shit, he's right. No, sorry, three fifteen. Sorry, my bad. He was in three fifteen. The moment of truth, and we got excited about seeing him in that. Um, man, we've done so many movies now. My brain is starting to jumble <laughs> yeah, yeah, them all. Totally. But the point I'm trying to make is is that this is perfect. You and I have already gone on film auteur uh, discoveries. Uh, You took me on John Carpenter discoveries, and it wasn't that I had never seen John Carpenter before, but with you and I, we watched his movies in order, which I had never done. So now I'm excited, not necessarily to watch Wingshauser movies in order, but to just get more inundated and knowledgeable of the great Wingshauser.
1: Yeah, cuz this will not be in order. It's no, all in nah, the place. Yeah, yeah. And it runs the gamut, but but it, Wings is one of those guys that you would see him on every video box in the 80s and 90s uh at the video store. And I'm sure our boy David can back me up on this. Like he was he his box art was either the one you'd go, "Oh, it's a Wings Hauser movie. I'm going to check it out." Or that was the one going, "Oh, it's a Wings Hauser movie." I'm gonna avoid it,
2: and that's what I thought every time I saw the cover for The Carpenter.
1: But I hope to God yes. it's one of those three movies in here.
2: I it's, hope it it's is. not. God sorry. damn it. <laughs> I secretly always I secretly want to watch that movie at some point just because the box art is so burned into my retina. and to the point where because every time I looked at it, I was like, how like how did somebody think that that was a good idea? But now that I'm older and I have different uh, uh, you know different things that I like and, and different my tastes are different now. When I was younger and I like things now to be a little bit more over to the top. I, I like we talk about on on this show. Like I like things to be a bit more fun. When I was younger, I wanted everything to be so realistic and so dark, you know, and everything. Yeah. So I think like seeing like the carpenters cover, I was like, oh, that's silly. But now, the idea of it being silly actually appeals to me.
1: It does. And I think nostalgia is a hell of a drug, as <laughs> I have said before. Um, and, you know, we revisit movies that we would look at and go, man, I would never touch that with a 10-foot pole back in the day. And now you look at it and you go, that was really damn entertaining. Yeah. Because we don't take ourselves as seriously anymore. Yeah. We're looking for the moments in life where we can lighten up and just, you know, go, all right, they're doing the best job they can. And also we have a greater appreciation for, for what goes on involved in making a movie. And I think that gives us, gives these movies a little bit more credit where they didn't get it back in the day. Yeah. You know, back in the day it was like, Oh, it's a shitty movie done. Forget it. But now we look and go, yeah, but there's a lot of people that worked on that shitty movie Mm -hmm. and maybe they worked their asses off and maybe the intention was to make a good one. Or a bad one, a la Cyborg. But that's a whole <laughs> other story. I'm kidding. I want to have every moment. It's just I know. Until until we do a proper Van Damme hard target. Or, I know. You know. We
2: need to do a A, 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 a Sports, Van Damme yeah. movie that we love. We know we like because, well, well, we thought we liked Cyborg or I thought we I thought liked Cyborg.
1: We, we <laughs> thought we did. We both thought we did. I was like, yes, I cannot wait. Oh, but, man.
2: But yes, yeah, Cy-
1: Cyborg can't be the only JCVD <laughs> movie that's in the no. pad
2: library. It can't
1: be. No, it can't be. It cannot be because I, I love the dude, and I know you do too. Yeah. However, back to – Back to Mutant. another dude
2: that we love, Wings Houser.
1: <laughs> and Wings. I Look, I, I love Wings. Um, has he been in some movies and had some roles that I'm not a fan of? Yeah, but maybe I, – I haven't seen those movies in 20 years. Maybe I'll look back and watch them now and go, oh, yeah, he was really good in that. But in this movie particularly, we're talking about Mutant today, um, and, and we'll get to more Wings Houser movies – throughout this year so i won't talk too much about wings uh right off the get-go i will say you know like i said he is kind of a b-movie megastar uh and he but he's also done like academy award contending films as well like a Soldier's story but wings hauser has had quite the career and we will cover, like I said, quite a few of those movies throughout this year.
2: Yeah, I mean he's got a hundred and twelve credits and we'll be covering four of his films. So yeah,
1: <laughs> it'll be more of it'll definitely be more of a
2: cross section. Um, but you can also like we said, you can also add three fifteen the moment of truth to that as well. So we've covered four, plus he, you know, was had a little cameo in that one.
1: Yeah, maybe maybe my goal is to do twelve of his movies so that like <laughs> whether you can listen all year long to wings um and you know we we'll, we'll see where we go i i picked the other f- the other four that Corey's sitting on or 3 or are, are films that i uh picked specifically because i thought those were some of his better more fun films out of his filmography so that we will not be reviewing a soldier story or any sort of military drama um save that for another podcast yeah anyways uh back to mutant mutant is a 1984 film that uh we actually talked about a little bit last year with a interview with richard band yeah because richard band one of his first films he ever scored was mutant and he's actually very proud of it and i believe he's selling the vinyl on his website um there's, I know there's a vinyl reissue of Terror Vision, but I think he, there might be one of Mutant. Nice. If not, there will be, which is pretty badass because the score is fantastic.
2: Didn't he talk about that on the interview, specifically the the Mutant uh, vinyl? I think, yeah, he did talk about that. I think that. he
1: did, yeah, yeah. And if you haven't listened to that interview... And if, if you'd like to become a Patreon subscriber, please do so uh, by checking out our Patreon page with exclusive interviews with Richard Band, music composer, Mark Ralston from Aliens, Stephen Jeffries from Fright Night. The list goes on and on and on and on and on. Uh, and the list is going to keep getting on and on and on because we just <laughs> finished an interview with Jesu Garcia. And if you don't know who he is, he's Nick Corey from Nightmare and Elm Street. Um, but yeah. Check that out. That's coming soon. And along with Scott Valentine and a couple more guests that Corey and I will be recording with very shortly. And they're, uh, they're
2: amazing. I mean, not that the other ones aren't, but my God, what we have in store is a lot of fun. So yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely check those interviews out. We, we, we're very proud of each and every one of them. Um, but back to Richard Band, I very much enjoyed the score for this film.
1: I thought the score was fantastic. Uh, especially for a cons- a low-budget yeah, film. Yeah. It has a big-budget feel. Um, he is such a talented composer, obviously. That's why we had him on the show. Otherwise, we would have been like, why are we having Richard Bann on the show? Um, but yeah, Mutant. And he may actually listen to this episode because he listened to the prison one, and yeah. he listened to Terrorvision. So <laughs> Richard, if you're listening, thank you, because this score is fantastic. Yes, thank um, you. Re- really quickly, the synopsis of this film, according to IMDb, Two brothers discovered that the residents of a small southern town are being infected by a form of toxic waste, turning them into blood ravenous zombies, or ravenous, whatever, however you like to say the word. Um, but yeah, that's the, the basic plot of this film, yeah. and I'm just going to run through the cast. Wingshauser, obviously, is the star of the film uh, in all his mad hair glory, <laughs> and Bo Hopkins Uh, Bo Hopkins is second build in this. He plays Sheriff Will Stewart. Um, if you don't know who Bo Hopkins is, well, Corey's got three words for (laughs) you.
2: I'll, I'll, it'll be four. the motherfucking wild bunch, baby. If you, yes. if you make motherfucking one word. <laughs> but, put a hyphen in there. Yeah, there it. you go. Um, dude, me and my buddies in high school, we freaking loved The Wild Bunch. We went through a huge Wild Bunch phase. Sam Peckinpah's Western, violent, super violent Western movie. Um, it's very influential in action cinema. If you haven't seen the original Wild Bunch, it is such, such an awesome movie.
1: It really is. It's a classic. It's a classic. Sam Peckinpah, um... Yeah, Bo has been in a shit ton of movies. The Getaway, uh, with Steve McQueen and Allie McGraw. Uh, the Midnight Express is is a phenomenal film with a amazing score. George uh, American
2: Yeah, I was gonna say George Lucas
1: is American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Um, not a huge fan of that film, but you know, it's neither here nor yeah, there. You
2: know, it's one of those things like I wanted to like it, you know, because of Star <laughs> Wars and George Lucas, but it just eh, it didn't really work for me.
1: Yeah, it's just not my my, yeah. my cup of Joe, um, or cup of Bo, if you <laughs> <will>. Hey, <laughs> but yeah, Bo Hopkins is he's another kind of staple of um, B films throughout the years, and and if you don't know his resume, look up his films. He's definitely worth checking out. He's he's a great and, actor,
2: and he just he just like oozes charisma on screen. Yeah, yeah, he's,
1: it, <laughs> yeah. He has some great moments in this <laughs> film. He does. He really does. Um, Jody Medford plays Holly Pierce. She's the local teacher slash um, smock wearing uh, uh, saloon uh, cleaner upper, I guess (laughs) you will. (laughs) <laughs> and my newest
2: crush oh my god i had oh, she's a
1: small town girl she dude i mean
2: i'm not gonna lie she was not the strongest actress in this movie no. at all but boy oh boy was i just like gaga like i was literally like a cartoon character with hearts in my eyes and then as she's delivering <laughs> her god-awful lines trying to cry but looking like she's laughing i'm just sitting there going oh jody you're doing just fine aren't you
1: yeah, she does the best with what she can do <clears throat> um, in her assets. <laughs>
2: and she only has two credits on IMDb. It's Caged Heat with our girl, Linda Blair. And I think it came out the year prior. And then Mutant, and that's it. No yeah. no picture on IMDb, nothing else. I have no idea where what happened to her where she went.
1: It's a shame because she's got she looks good on screen. Yeah, I, I'll say that. And yeah, she necessarily. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And she she could have definitely, you know, gotten better over time. But yeah, she definitely had the look. That's for sure.
1: Well, someone who had the look <laughs> and and the uh, and the acting ability is Lee Montgomery. He plays. Oh, I meant to say Wings Wingshauser plays Josh mm. and his brother. uh Josh Cameron, and uh, his brother, Mike Cameron, is played by Lee Montgomery. My other Uh, new crush. Yeah, he should be your new crush.
2: He is a good-looking dude. I'm a straight guy, and he is a good-looking dude, not going to lie.
1: (laughs) He was Joey Lawrence before Joey Lawrence. He is. Because he looks like Joey Lawrence. He totally has. Joey, Joey Lawrence and George Clooney had a baby.
2: He's got George Clooney's chin. And Joey Lawrence is kind of like eyes and hairs. Dude, you're right. He is the perfect combination of George Luke, George Clooney and Joey Lawrence.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. And, uh, you know, my wife, uh, Kristen, will know him mostly for being the lead hunk in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. That's one of her favorite movies of all the times. But the guy actually, besides that classic 80s flick, which it is a classic, um, he was in Ben, Burnt Offerings, Uh, He was also in, uh, oh gosh, The Midnight Hour, which is a fun like, made-for-TV horror film, which you can find on YouTube, which is definitely worth checking out, and Prime Risk, which is kind of like a War Games-esque thriller um, back in the day. So yeah, he's got quite a pretty extensive filmography, and he pretty much hasn't done anything since the 80s and 90s.
2: And I think he started out as a model, correct? Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looks like it. So good for him. <laughs> he can he
1: can model he can model a uh, open shirt any day. Yep, yep. <laughs> but we'll get to that soon. Um, and just two more two more people I want to point out. Carrie Guffey plays Billy. <laughs> He's a very small part, but apparently he was in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Another film I'm not really a fan of. Yeah. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's overrated.
2: A, yeah, another movie that I always want to like but never quite care about when I watch it.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of arguing that goes on in that yeah, movie. Yeah. A lot of, like, depressed, like, angry people, and uh, I don't like that. A lot of mashed
2: potatoes, too.
1: Yeah, I like too many mashed potatoes. Anyways, he's the kid in that movie, so there you go. And uh, Jennifer <laughs> Warren plays Dr. Myra Tate, and the only reason uh, I bring her up is because I knew, I, I'm watching her on screen, and I go, I know this chick from somewhere. Where do I know her? She was in Fatal Beauty. Oh, yeah. Small role in Tom Holland's Fatal Beauty. Tom Holland, the director of Fright Night, uh, who we interviewed in Child's Play, who we interviewed on Podcasting After Dark. And you can check that interview out on our Patreon page. It's a great interview as well. Um, but anyways, yeah. So my my note on
2: Jennifer Warren in this movie as Myra, Dr. Myra Tate She had the most beautiful blonde hair I've ever seen in my life. It looked so smooth. I wanted to make love to her hair, not to her. And I don't mean like in some crazy maniac scalping sort of way. No, I wanted to just make sweet, sweet love to her beautiful, beautiful blonde hair.
1: I, I don't think you could interpret that other than gross <laughs> Me- and sleazy. <laughs> so, but, you know, they, they, this wouldn't be podcasting after dark if, uh, if we sleaze. didn't have a little bit of a sleaze. And, and so <laughs> um, I want to point out that the, the guy who directed this, his name is John Bud Cardos. Um, and he's an, according to his IMDb, he's a, Versatile and underrated B movie director. <laughs> Renaissance man, sorry. His his profile photo is one of the girls from one of his movies. Um apparently he he did transportation for Memento. Uh, I know. So that's cool. That's like his top listed thing. But I mean look, the guy has done uh quite a few well, B movie films. Well he he did uh,
2: uh he did the dark. That that's some that's one that I know or I've seen. Yeah. I know.
1: yeah. I know the dark. Yeah, I know the dark. A lot of a lot of '60s B movies. Um, he was brought on after the original director, uh, Rark, Rark, <laughs> Mark, Ro- <laughs> Mark Rossman. Um, I don't know the full story, but he was he replaced mark rossman
2: yeah there isn't or at least i should say i couldn't find too too much information on it out there other than he replaced him early in production so i i don't really think it was like at the end like at the end of the movie or anything i it was probably in pre-production or something and he just picked up the duties after the other guy left but yeah it it that's all i could find out
1: i mean and that, that guy went on to do quite a few movies, and he's still working pretty much to this day. So and maybe, directing and writing. Maybe he made the right choice. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> maybe, but guess what? We're not talking about um, sorority row, his remake that he did. We're talking about mutant. So that rounds out the cast and crew. Um, and like I said, Richard Band did the score for this film. Phenomenal score. Yeah, I'm just gonna say it again. And it, and it just kind of kicks off once the movie starts. Uh, But before we kick off and get taken by the wings of love, let's just do this thing. Are you ready to do this thing?
2: Oh, baby, I was born ready. All right.
0: From the depths of the earth, through the shrouded mist, it is
2: coming, the final phase of an accident of nature. Nothing human can have this in its veins and live.
0: It is unexplainable unbelievable and uncontrollable you can't see it in the darkness or hear it in the silence but you can feel its presence and sense the danger mutant don't go out there it's time has come Not me! Not me! mutant could be one of them. There is no place left to run, nowhere left to hide. And there is no escape. We're going to get out of here, you understand me? We're going to get out. No! Mankind's deadliest threat would not come from the skies.
1: All right, uh, mutant opens up just like blaringly loud, <laughs> and no, uh, no, no opening like what do you call it? A um...
2: like the studio uh, logo or anything like that?
1: Yeah, no studio logos, uh, no, no little intros, nothing. Just straight up opens on a creepy house. Covered in fog. So before you dig into the actual scene, did you notice that the title
2: cards were all off center?
1: <laughs> I wrote that
2: down. <laughs> Me I too. Said, oh, <laughs> title
1: cards off center.
2: <laughs> right out of the gate. <laughs> right out of the gate. First note. Title cards <laughs> off center. I was like, huh. All right. We're in for a wild ride, guys. Starting yeah, I, starting
1: <laughs> now. <laughs> I said I said eerie loud music playing opens on a house guy at foggy guy approaches off center title cards
2: (laughs) off center title it's like and i love how it's so matter of fact by you you're like yep off center
1: title cards
2: (laughs) but you know what but guess what still better than split second (laughs) if if you're gonna shit on cyborg i'm gonna shit on split second title cards every time you can
1: you can shit on both those all you want because they're both your picks so
2: (laughs) (laughs) fuck me right fuck me (laughs)
1: oh man we are gonna be laughing a lot um and really quick i will say uh that this blu-ray that we're reviewing is a code red blu-ray it's out of print guys so uh i had to track it down via the ebay's and you can't get it anywhere i'm sure it'll get reissued on kino but yeah right now
2: but honestly, um, they didn't. There were some scenes where they didn't clean up like some some scratches on on the the print. But other than that, the the picture quality is superb for, for such a, you know, a low budget film with, you know, a smaller run boutique, uh, you know, and you'd also, you would expect, you know, them to clean up some of the, the, the hits that the, the, on the, on the film stock, but they don't, and that's fine. I don't actually, I don't mind that because the quality of the picture itself is absolutely amazing.
1: It is, it is. And, you know, my only critique, and this is the only critique I ever have on these discs is there's no subtitles, Mm. unfortunately. Uh, but you know, it's, so I may need a little bit of help from Corey if, if I forgot a line. I I, I was like trying to piece together certain things they said to each other. But I don't think it's going to, we're not going to miss a beat as far as that's concerned. Nah. So movie opens with this creepy house with fog. Uh, and there's a dude creeping around with a flashlight and he's walking around the property, look, inspecting it. And you don't know what he's up to, but he walks over to this hole in the ground where there's this yellow ooze leaking out of the ground. He fills up this little jar with a sample of it uh, and then goes to the cellar of the home right after that. And I just wrote down Richard Band because the music is, that's when this name flashed up and I'm like, this score is fantastic. Um, He goes into the cellar, turns on a light. It's, It's super creepy. I, 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 I cannot stand creepy basements that just after watching people under the stairs, it just reminded me of how creepy basements can be and what is lurking down there. And this unknown, um, a door opens while he's down there and an arm pops out. And when the arm pops out, it's got a slit in the hand, Mm -hmm. like a, almost like a mouth. And it's leaking that yellow ooze. Um, he's backing up sort of, he, he walks into someone uh, he screams and the person lifts him up off the ground, choking him. And you hear him getting choked. And as he's choking, he drops to the ground and fog comes out of his mouth or like smoke. Yeah. you know? it, Yeah. And you're not sure what happens. It, That's end of scene one.
2: Yeah. Honestly, the prologue very strong opening i i thought this was very well done and to be truthful it wasn't until my second viewing that i realized he was the environmental agent that they mentioned at the very end of the film how there was one that went missing uh during all of this it was like in a news broadcast and uh, right now i didn't even put it together when i was watching it the second time it was right now when you were talking and you mentioned he went down and he grabbed a vial and, and of that that crap and that's what I was like, oh, yeah, that's actually pretty fucking smart to have that as a callback at the very end of the film.
1: Well, first of all, you were first time you watched this, you were stoned. Yes. So very much. so. so. And, and so. I was
2: texting Zach like <laughs> play by play as I'm watching it with pictures and everything. I Honestly, I had a blast watching it the first time.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I took that as such a good sign. I'm like, oh, cool. He's enjoying it. This yeah, is great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's an EPA guy. They reveal that at the very end of the movie in the, in, in the newsreel, uh, in the news overlay or yeah. the narrator or whatever. Um, but but at this point, you don't know who he is. Right. At this point, you just think, okay, he's just some bizarre guy on somebody's property.
2: And that was also Mrs. Mapes' house too, right? The... It was Mrs. Mapes. Yeah. It
1: is Mrs. Mapes. Yeah. Um, but we don't know that yet Exactly, either. yeah. We do know that in, in about 15 minutes. Uh, but for us, probably an hour um you you know how we do baby that's how we roll so from there we cut to the daytime uh two dudes driving down the uh, highway road in a sweet convertible it's josh and mike (laughs) not wearing any
2: seatbelts at all
1: no because this is 1984 we didn't give a shit back then apparently the the seatbelt law didn't really kick in until the mid to late 80s yeah it's Um, crazy when you think about it it is crazy because it was like do you want to die Okay, sure, but do you want to anyone else to die? No.
2: An insult to entry. Wings Hauser is driving with headphones on. That is also against the law yeah. as well.
1: So Wings has got these sweet headphones on while Mike is reading a map. His brother Mike, and uh, he's get, Mike's getting frustrated and he said he's lost and he doesn't know where they are. And Josh is like, relax, you know. I took you out of the city to forget about the sweet. I took you out of the city to forget about that sweet little girl. And I'm like, wait, sweet little girl, little girl. Okay. They are already getting a creeper category because let's face it, folks. The eighties were like, well, how old is she? I mean,
2: wings hitting on Holly later on. I mean, he looks twice her age. So yeah. Yeah.
1: So so wings makes this, you know, says this thing. Well, I took you out of the city to get your mind off that sweet little girl. And Mike is like, well, she didn't dump me. And uh, and he's like, just keep your eyes on the road, okay? As they're driving. And and Josh starts messing with him. He's like, I can drive without, I can drive with my eyes closed. And he starts driving with his eyes closed. Yeah, stupid.
2: And and also we should mention, I believe it's a Camaro, but it's an awesome fucking car, and it's convertible. And it's a shame what's going to happen to it, but it is. It's a, it's a sweet ride, man.
1: So he's swerving on the two lane highway. And there's a truck coming down the road, and he almost hits. And you see that it's a truckload of rednecks right right from the get-go. Yeah. And um, they don't get hit. He doesn't get hit. And uh, and then they drive off, right? And then after that, Mike's all freaked out and, and Wings is like, you know, I got this doctor friend of mine. Uh, and he says, an encounter with death is like an encounter with life. <laughs> and I'm like, if that came out of anybody else's mouth, I would have believed it. Wings' mouth, maybe not so much. <laughs> right after that, yeah. Go ahead.
2: And by the way, he's—you know—what's going to happen with the rednecks and everything? It is Wings's fault. Like he's—he was the dick in this opening scene here, and I found it to be very interesting that our main protagonists were seeing him in a very dickish light in the opening scene.
1: I wrote down. I wrote that down, and I also wrote down when there's a major tonal shift, character-wise, with these guys, because there is. Like yeah. suddenly he just changes. But yeah, he's being a dipshit. He almost hit a truck. I get that. It was stupid. But did he anticipate that the truck would turn around <laughs> yeah. and yeah. rear end them really hard and fuck up their car? No, because that's what happens next. They get rear ended by this truck. These rednecks in the truck, and then and the rednecks start ramming them like crazy and they're trashing the back of this convertible like it's just caved in at this point i'm just like oh that's sweet ride the rednecks drive right next to the boys on the road and they're trying to knock them into a knock them off the road and they do they drive them into a ditch they drive into the ditch and the car is like stuck down there yeah it's what's
2: like i mean it's 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 kind of like a more of a creek, I guess. It's a creek. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's bigger it's than exactly. a ditch. But yeah, the front end of the car is pretty much submerged.
1: Yeah, this car is pretty much totaled. I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and you know, Josh is rightfully pissed because look, yeah, he swerved and he was a dick, but that's a real asshole move to swerve them off the road, which is what they did. He wants to fight them, and the guys get out and they're like, "What's the matter, city boy?" <laughs> <laughs> Chicago get a little accident. And we don't know who this guy, the leader of the Rednecks is yet. We will. His name's Albert. Yeah. Uh and he's giving him shit and they're kinda of going back and forth. And Josh is like, Josh wants to fight. He wants to throw down. Understandably so. Mike's like, Come on, Josh, knock it off. Let's get out of here, okay?
2: Yeah. And Mike is Mike's a bit passive sometimes. Well, he's super. passive when it comes to like wanting to fight people, but when it comes to like solving a murder, he's not passive at all.
1: Yeah, because he probably reads a lot of Hardy Boys books. I think so. Um, which was big back then. Anyways, Mike is Mike's pissed off at Josh, blaming him about the whole thing. And I get that, but yeah. I think it's a little bit of like the redneck shouldn't have knocked him off the road. Yeah. Right? So from there, cuts to the dudes, Josh and Mike, walking down the road, walking down the highway. Um, they walk by a sign that says, property of New Era Corp. Research for a better tomorrow. And... It says "keep out." Trespassers will be prosecuted, and that's slashed out. And it says "shot." And there's southern. The sense that...
2: And there's southern hospitality for you.
1: Yeah, right. That's what Josh says. My, my note. My <laughs> note
2: here is: if I had a rockin' bod like Lee Montgomery, I'd wear my shirt open all the time too. That's my note.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's hot as it's hot as hell, and Lee's got his open shirt because you know that's how you roll when you're twenty years old and got rock hard abs. and it's 1984 1984 um from there they they try to flag a a a car down and shit mike almost gets hit by the car like literally uh and josh is like you know i can do this I i can i can i can get somebody to stop and he does the same thing to a truck the truck almost hits him even closer this time
2: beautiful pickup truck by the way
1: beautiful old school pickup truck truck swerves out of the way Driver gets out and he says he didn't see him, which is really funny because you can't miss James yeah. Hauser. He's like six <laughs> foot five. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> with his crazy wild man hair.
2: Yeah, with another like five inches of hair.
1: Turns out the dude's name is Mel, and he offers to give them a ride um, to the nearest town. And they get in the truck, and Mel's got a big old shotgun hanging in the back of his uh, back of his truck, and and Josh is like, oh. What, you, you hunt with that thing and he's like yeah i hunt you know whatever i can get m- whatever i can hunt and josh is like well you you hunt city boys with that you know <laughs> there's this whole distinction between city boys and country boys yeah and that was really big in the 80s right? yeah and mel's like "Well, i hunt whatever i can <laughs> shoot little green man and then now i'm like oh Maybe that was a little bit of a nod. Maybe the original intention was this movie was going to be about aliens. Yeah. Budgetary restrictions caused them to change it up.
2: A- aliens or perverts, because he also hunts perverts. So, yeah, in one of the two, I think they, they layered the dialogue so that they could play with whatever whichever one they wanted to. They landed on zombies. So, unfortunately, it wasn't perverts or Martians. They landed on zombies.
1: Martians perverts, perverts yeah. Martians all the Babcock, same. Fitch
2: <laughs> Fitch Babcock. What did he know, bitch?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so from yeah, he uh, Mel says, you know the last folks that came through here just disappeared. I guess and... he was re- was he
2: referring to the EPA guy probably, right?
1: I think, I think so. Yeah. 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 Uh, We'll, we'll we'll get back to Mel later on in the movie. Surprisingly. Right. (laughs) Uh, Surprisingly, surprisingly for me, I was like, Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. A lot of little callbacks here that were, I give the movie credit, you know?
2: Honestly, after the second viewing, the script is actually a lot tighter than I really thought it was or was going to be, or has any right to be, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it's a smart script. It is. It's a smart script. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, he ends up, instead of taking him to town, he drops him at a fork in the road because he realizes he's it's farther than he expected. That was and, a little weird. Which is weird. I was like, okay. He goes, sorry, guys. I got to drop you off right here. So he drops him off at the fork in the road, and he says to get a move on because it's not safe past dark. And, uh, and Mike's like, Josh, I want to go back to the car. And they don't obviously they go there's two signs there's one that goes to malll Malsey and the other one to Goodland. Goodland. And they go to goodland
2: now do you do you, I mean wings is wearing cowboy boots here, and I'm not gonna lie. I love the look of cowboy boots and and walking down the street, you know, like just that that iconic, almost incredible Hulk look you know of just but but I mean. <laughs> Cowboy boots are just—they can't be that comfortable to walk that long distance in, right? Like he has to walk like a mile in cowboy boots. That's painful, isn't it?
1: Well, shit. We just talked to uh, the Talking Back guys, and uh, with Judgment Night, yeah. And Cuba Gooding Jr. is running around all night with wearing cowboy boots. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, I I've owned cowboy boots before in the past, Me and too. I've walked quite a bit in them. Yeah, they're not comfortable to walk long distances. They're made for wearing when you're riding a horse.
2: By the way, the reason I bought cowboy boots was because I was a huge Reservoir Dogs fan and for uh for, I guess, what was it? Uh, home Was it Homecoming? I think it was Homecoming, but, but that year. Uh, and I had the black suit. I had the thin black tie. I, I basically cosplayed as Mr. Blonde because I wore black cowboy boots because that's what he wore in the movie. So I cosplayed before before cosplaying was even like a thing, you know?
1: That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, that's funny you did that because I cosplayed as Mr. Orange when he was out of his suit because I had the long leather yeah, like not trench coat, but like mid length. Yeah, and I wore a tank top underneath. I slicked my hair back. It's funny. You're blonde, and you were doing a guy with. You were doing a guy <laughs> with uh, dark hair. Yep. And I'm dark haired, and I was doing a guy with blonde hair. <laughs> yep doing a couple different colored hair guys
2: <laughs> welcome
1: to perverts after dark um,
2: getting hunt getting hunt down by what's his name <laughs> yeah.
1: so yeah, so uh so Josh was like, come on man, let's go to let's go into town, you know, get some burgers, beer, dance with a little lonely lady D- lonely little lady mm-hmm. he's got this fixation on little ladies and well, like dude, well, the eighties t- he's got a type he's got a type because
2: Holly is a little lady.
1: And she, yeah. And she's lonely yep. um, as they're driving. Away, so they're they're off walking to Goodland and Mel cuts back to Mel and he's calling. He's in his truck and he calls on a CB and he's like, yeah, just just some city folks passing through. I'm coming in. You're like, well, where is he coming in?
2: Well, in knowing later that we're going to see him at that uh, the, the, the place that we were just at, uh, what was the name of the company again?
1: New Era, yeah. So we know that he kind of. So
2: so my question to you is, and I'm think I'm just like sort of figuring it out now. He basically picked them up just to take them away from that area. You know what I mean? Like he, I don't think he was going into town. I think he was probably going to work, like at at New Era, uh, because we're gonna see what he does in uh, you know in about an hour into the movie. Um, I think he was just picking them up to get them away from right there. And he was never intending to like take them into the town.
1: That makes total sense. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Sure. 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 (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Bab cop. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So from there we cut back to Josh and Mike and they make it into town. It's dark at this point. Thank God they're still alive. And they see a, the only thing that's open is Jack's tavern and um, they see a drunk walking across the street. And they see this, and they yell over to the drunk because that's what you do when you need help—you yell over to a drunk for help. Yeah. Uh, as he's walking by, and the drunk is like, <laughs> "Yeah." They see the drunk walking off, and they follow him. They keep walking after him. Like, <laughs> and the drunk is uh, behind like a shed or something, and he's taking a piss in an alleyway or something like that. And um, somebody comes up behind him, grabs him, and he screams. Mike with still with his shirt open, by the way. Of course, I wrote that every time. Of course, Mike with shirt open goes <laughs> until
2: to, until later when for some reason he's wearing a shirt. But we'll get to that at the yeah, towards the end.
1: <laughs> Mike with shirt open goes to check him out, and uh, Josh stays behind because he's like, well, Mike, what are you doing? We don't need to. We don't need to do this, you know. Mike's checking it out, and then Josh startles Mike, and uh, and so now they are looking for this homeless guy or this drunk on together and Mike trips as they're searching. And when he falls to the ground, he sees the drunk, but now the drunk's dead with his eyes open mm-hmm. looking really creepy by the way. Yeah. Like with, you know, it's the makeup job is great. Yeah. um, And right after this happens, the train rolls by the drunk looks like pale with red around his eyes. And, and uh, he's got like
2: some burns on his face too.
1: Yes. He's got burns on his face. There's shit oozing out of him. Mm-hmm. Mike goes to get the police and uh Josh starts to move the body which i thought was weird so they 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 he they, they trip over the body the body's exposed like upright and as they run away to go get the police josh moves the body he slumps the guy on his side
2: yeah like yeah pushes him over on his side yeah which is really weird to me well yeah it's weird in like why would josh do it but it had to be done for the misdirection that will come with the sheriff in a little bit you know like it was almost like it was almost like they filmed the other scene later and they're like oh crap we need to re-film this having josh move the guy back to where he was essentially
1: yeah yeah. It's, yeah. It still doesn't make sense. No, no,
2: no. no, Not like in a not in a human way. It doesn't make sense. It only makes sense. in like a a film camera angle way. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So uh, they run back to the bar, Jack's Tavern, and which makes sense now, Jack's Tavern, because we find out who Jack is later. Turns out it's Holly's dad or uncle. Sorry.
2: We also find out that Jack has a gazillion Confederate flags on the on the walls of of the bar. Doofa,
1: doofa, yeah. Oh my goodness, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike runs into the bar and there are Confederate flags all over the walls, the stars and bars. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think they did film this in in Atlanta, so that kind of makes sense. That uh, or I filmed it in Georgia.
2: It did, it did look like. South. It didn't look like you know, freaking like LA, trying to pretend that it's the South because you know we can all just tell. There, there's no freaking palm trees there. It's definitely no. not shot in LA.
1: It's it looks like where they filmed the stuff, but yeah, maybe that was a yeah. popular destination. Um, yeah, Mike goes to the straight to the bartender and asks if the, if there's a police department in town bartender i wrote down bartender covid coughs because he lets out this yeah. cough he's just like <laughs> yeah uh,
2: and in in, in in this day and era when that happens i'm like oh my god And you're like you have a <laughs> knee jerk reaction to it
1: you have a greater respect for people when they actually cough into their elbow nowadays because like yeah that's what you're supposed to do um, and
2: you yeah, real quick i just wanted to to mention um i did just check check imdb this was shot in georgia
1: yeah i thought i I thought I guessed that correctly. Yeah, so bartender coughs and then he (laughs) says, "Well, what's the problem?" And Mike says, "I just need to talk to the sheriff." It's like, "Well, dude, why don't you tell him what what just happened? You saw you saw a dead body, you know." But he doesn't for whatever reason. And then the rednecks from earlier in the movie roll in and they well they're already there. They're playing pool and whatnot, and they see Mike, and they decide to fuck with him.
2: I mean, this this right here is, like, proof positive why, as a society, as human beings, we need entertainment because if we're not entertained, we, we people find horrible things to do, like pick on people.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what they do with Mike. Yep. They just pick on him. Uh, the bartender's like, hey, lay off, and they're like, you stay out of this. You know, it's that guy, Albert, the lead with his ne'er-do-wells. He's got, like, three—he's got, like, two dudes and a, and a chick with him. And
2: And— he's, he's not like as an actor, he's not unattractive, but his girl that's hanging on him is a lot hotter than he is. I'm like, geez.
1: Yeah. I'm kind of surprised actually. Maybe he's his cousin. Who knows? (laughs) Right. Um,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, by the way, when, when, uh, when I think, I think when Mike walks in, um, there's a, there's a nice rear end over by the jukebox. (laughs) It's in in some, in some 80, nice
1: eighties pants. (laughs) I have to revisit that. Um, (laughs) Finally, Josh rolls in, and he see and he says, "You know, that's my brother. You're messing with." And uh, he's like, "Look, we just want to make a phone." Actually, Josh is trying to be cool. Yeah, Josh is like, "Look, we just want to make a phone call." And the Albert's giving Josh shit, and he's like, "I'm gonna teach you a lesson. I'm gonna teach you all a lesson." And Josh gets held back by Albert, uh, and then, uh, sorry. Josh gets held held back by Albert's goons Yeah, and Albert pulls, he's the leader of the rednecks. He pulls a knife on Mike and he cuts him. He cuts, he cut me, He <laughs> cut me. Um, and then he starts chasing Mike around the bar and Josh finally breaks free and charges Albert. I love this. He does like this football charge where he jumps like over the pool table, like lunges at him and takes down Albert.
2: Yeah, that was uh, a great, great stunt uh a terrible stunt right before that was when was when mike hits the hits a pool cue over albert's hand over his wrist to like knock the 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 blade out of it switch blade out of it Oh, no. I mean, it was the worst, like, swing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was, it was terrible. But then Wings Hauser comes in with, with the, the awesome stunt, and then he gets a pull cue broke over, broken over his back, and that is infinitely better than, than what uh, Lee Montgomery does, like, three minutes earlier.
1: Yeah, it looks a lot more effective. Yeah, and then you're about to get another great uh, action shot of Mike when he starts punching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the weakest that... punches I've ever seen on camera. I know. My entire
2: life. I know. It's just it like is... it's it's so weird because like Mike looks like he should be the action guy, and he's not. And I'm wondering if honestly it's his modeling background where he probably doesn't want to like get into like as an actor he doesn't want to like get that physical with it because he's probably was you like he needs to take care of his, his looks because he's 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 a good-looking dude whereas wings he jumps through the air with his fucking head first that giant head just <laughs> propelling him through the air and it's great because I I think it I don't think it's a stunt double just like no. later when he um goes up the rope or whatever I don't think that was a stunt double either because how many freaking stunt doubles are out there that are like 6-2 with like the same body. Body type and the same hair as Wings Houser has. You know,
1: he's he's got some great moves. He's he got, does. Th- I'm he not going to deny that. And he, throughout this movie, he's he shows off his his killer moves. <laughs> um, yeah, they're 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 all brawling, and but the rednecks get the best of of Josh and Mike. And um, you know, Albert breaks a beer bottle, and he's and he's holding it up. He's trying to cut Josh with the beer bottle because Josh is now on the ground. And the sheriff arrives to break things up, cool things down. Everybody backs off. Sheriff goes and gets a drink. Yeah, and uh, and Albert walks over and he's like, "Oh, that's right, Sheriff. Suck it down so you can forget that they screwed up. That you sc- suck it down so you can forget that you s- they screwed up in the big city. But I ain't gonna forget you two boys." <laughs> and he walks off. Right. Bartender gives Josh a bandana because he's like, "Hey, do you have something for my brother's cut arm?" Yeah. And he goes and gives him like this dirty used bandana <laughs> dirty, dirty bandana, bandana. <laughs> to wrap a wrap around Mike's big giant cut in his arm and uh and he's like look jo- Josh says you know to the sheriff can you can we take my brother to a doctor and Mike's like wait wait but what about the dead body of course there's a dead body uh there's a bit dead body out there by the dumpster and the sheriff's like oh dead body and uh they go out to the Dumpster, and Josh looks annoyed. He's just like, "I don't want to get involved," you know.
2: Of course, I uh, don't. I wouldn't want to either, man.
1: They see a body where the the guy was originally, but it's another dude who is drunk. Some guy named Harv. Yeah. He's like, oh, hey, sheriff. <laughs>
2: He's great because when he gets up, you know, because the sheriff is like, Come on, Harv, time to go home. And Harv's like, I thought I was home. And as he's getting up, he's like, Nice to meet you to the to Josh and Mike, and goes the wrong way. And the sheriff's like, no, no, turn around this way. And as he's walking past Josh and Mike again, he's like, Nice to meet you too. And I was like, you know what? That was good. All of this was fucking good. I, I appreciated all of that right there. I you know what? I love like old school drunks, like like in movies. You know what I mean? Just like this yeah. kind of drunk, the, the oh, yeah, happy ones, the the hey, I'm just I got the bubbles coming out of me like the old <laughs> cartoons, you know, type of thing.
1: I my favorite drunk is the guy. He's also in They Live, but he's in um, Escape from New York when mm. he's like. They told me when I put this on, I'd be president. (laughs) I knew I Hail to the chief. I love that
2: one. Yeah, (laughs) I know you're talking about.
1: So, yeah, I love a good drunk as well. (laughs) Um, And the sheriff is like, look, you know, why don't there's your dead body. And Mike's like, well, that's not. No, that's not that's not who was there. And the sheriff's like, look, let's get you fixed up and get you. out. I want you out of town by the morning. Because he doesn't want no rebel rousers in town. No. Um, they leave the scene, but the sheriff, as they're walking away, I like this. He turns around and he spots a yellow jizz on the ground. <laughs> yep, uh, the yellow jizz. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he scoops them up in a little film canister that he's got, like a little metal pot yeah. canister thing, and uh, which is smart. Yep. it's cool because he he's still a good. He's still a good cop.
2: Yeah.
1: They go to Doctor Myra Tate's office. The Doctor in town, doctor, 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 doctor. doctor. Us, She's fixing spies up guys like us is great. I love, that. I love that movie. She fixes up Mike and uh and asks if they have a place to stay for the night. They don't, obviously. They're, they're like, no, we don't. We, no, we don't. And Myra says, you know, she asks the sheriff, he's like, come on, will you, will you put them up in uh Mrs. Mapes for the night? And Will's like, look. No, I don't want to. He's kind of hesitant to do anything to help the two guys. And she's like, look, do me a favor. And uh, and she says, I wouldn't have to ask if you were on the sauce, Mm. you know, yeah, uh, alluding that the fact that he's a drunk, which uh, he kind of is. He is. He is. It's just like kind of a weird exchange because you get the sense that they had a romantic involvement before. Yeah. And and he's like – he goes – basically says he's going to help her out. You know, he's going to help out the boys. And she starts talking about how her business uh, – the doctor's office hasn't been good. She's losing her patients ever since the new clinic was put up in town. She says, this isn't the favor that I asked you over three months ago for. You know, basically alluding that yeah they broke up a little while back. Yeah, And, and he starts – yeah.
2: I was like, no, and it's cool because th- the whole time, and I didn't really pick up on it the first time mainly because I was high. But it, it's there's this thing going on where the town is like people are just disappearing, and there's this like underlying uh, like theme running through this movie where the doctor's like, Where are people going? Like, everyone's like sick, but no one's like concerned just yet. But there's something building, there's this. Thing happening, un- an undercurrent that I like. I like that kind of stuff where you don't come out and see it, but it's it's there. The the, the character can feel it. The doctor, Tate, there's something happening. She can feel it.
1: Yeah, and and there's this kind of idea that there's this flu going around, that mm-hmm. everybody's got the flu, and that's why no one's around. Um, but also she's losing all these patients, and that, and, and I must, they don't call it out, but I think, I feel like New Era built a hospital in town.
2: That's what I, I, I thought as well. Like when she was, when you were saying about the new clinic or something, I think they also built that too. probably honestly, dude, this is very Resident Evil like freaking yeah. tw- like 10 15 years prior it's it's really interesting but I, I get the sense that there's a bigger picture going on that the budget didn't allow to sort of get into but they're I, I feel like they're trying to make a, a, a big idea here they're, they're playing with a big idea here and that's that the, the this companies coming in and and poisoning the land and i do think you're correct i think that new clinic has something to do with them as well and they're basically building an infrastructure to the point where you could almost consider this a prequel to to raccoon city like maybe that company new era is umbrella corporation just a different name i mean that's kind of cool man
1: yeah when we get to the end you'll find out yeah
2: yeah i know that backs it i think it backs it up even more the, the hypothesis
1: Totally. Yeah, no, I, lo- I love that. I love that. Yeah, so they're kind of going back and forth talking about that, and you get the sense that they were romantically involved. And then... Uh, I, I, p- I want
2: to be romantically involved with that blonde hair. I know you do, oh buddy. I know you do. <laughs> Golly. And she must use some kind of conditioner, because it looks so soft. It's insane. I,
1: I doubt we'll ever have her on the show. However, you know, probably it's Pert. Pert. Remember Pert? <laughs> I will
2: ask. I will oh definitely God. ask.
1: So, uh, you know, right before they wrap up and he's going to take the boys to Mrs. Mapes, he pulls out that can of jizz and asks if she can look at it. And when he pulls it out, it's like burning hot. That's super hot. And steaming, too. Burning hot, steaming jizz. Uh, Yellow jizz. Yeah. And (laughs) and so, um, which is, you know, they're, they're both kind of taken aback by that. From there, though, you cut to the sheriff dropping off Josh and Mike at Helen's, a.k.a. Mrs. Mapes' place. Uh, looks deserted, and and then that I wrote down. Is that the house from the beginning of the movie? Because yeah. I'm like, oh wait, that's got to be the and it is. It yeah. is the house from the beginning. Yeah, I, I didn't uh, we,
2: piece that together the first time I saw it.
1: Yeah, it's it's it. Uh, it's almost like they do the similar shot, and the sheriff says that the you know they can spend the night there. Then you get your car fixed in the morning, and you get out. Basically, I don't want to see you guys ever again. Yeah, uh, Ma- Mike goes back to the sheriff to try to convince him. About the dead body, and the sheriff says, "Drop it, or he'll lock him up." And, <laughs> and that, like,
2: is like he was like, "And I won't. I don't serve no awesome. You know, what does he say? Like, we we don't serve no breakfast at in the. You know, whatever. It it's funny. It's a good line. I I like it. I I kind of I love Bo Hopkins. He his deliveries are great. He's he's a lot of fun. He's fun to watch in every scene that he's in.
1: Yeah, I know what you're saying. He's like. He's like, yeah, we don't have breakfast in the morning for you and turn down your bed or something like that. Yeah. Know? And uh, and they he drives off, and Josh pulls Mike away and says, you don't know when to keep your mouth shut. And suddenly, Josh is kind of like the voice of reason, and Mike is, is like the one, the hothead who wants to, you know, come on, we got to do something. He's like very righteous. Yeah. And Josh was like, let's just lay low and get out of here by the morning and we can forget about all this, which – you know, is di- different from the beginning of the movie when he's just like, oh, I'm happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah. He's more just like, I want to get the fuck out of here kind of guy. Of course. Uh, they knock on the door at the at the house, and it's dark. Uh, but the door does open, and Mrs. Mapes opens it up. She's a little old lady, little southern bale. <laughs> um, they're like, we just need a place to stay. and She's like, oh, well, yeah, come on in. I haven't had many visitors ever since my daughter died.
2: And and that's an important thing to note as well.
1: Very much so. Uh she takes him to one room which looks like a like a prison room <laughs> yeah. almost. It's very creepy with this tiny single bed. Or just a shitty dorm. Yeah, it looks like a dorm room. Yeah. And Josh, he's like I claim this bed and he like gets, you know, gets ready to like lay on it. And uh, he's like, you got the floor. <laughs> and Mrs. Mapes is like, no, we got two rooms. And uh, she's like, I got, we got two for the price of one. And Joshua's like, how much is it for the night? And she goes, $15. 1984, baby. Jesus. And uh, she goes, who knows? Maybe you'll stay more than one night. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Forever. Forever. She takes Mike to another room, which is a whole hell of a lot nicer. Bigger bed.
2: Well. Yes, it is nicer with one caveat.
1: Well, yes, very much so. We don't know that just yet. And she's like, nice young growing boy like you needs a big bed.
2: <laughs> she wants to snack on him, man.
1: Yeah, she walks out and she's just kind of creepy. But I wrote creepy sort of. Like yeah. she's nice southern hospitality, but there's a creep factor there yeah. too. Yeah. Josh opens the blinds to his window he looks out the window and sees some strange dude on the foggy grass
2: carrying a body. It looked like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Very, like very fast comes out of nowhere. I don't even know if he noticed it. It was more just like, it was something that we're supposed to see as an audience.
2: Yeah, Cause he kind of was like, what he kind of looks, but you know, he, he didn't really see it. Um, uh, cause you kind of get the sense that his, his angle wasn't as good as the camera angle that we're seeing, you know? And it yeah. kind of gave me vibes of uh, fright night.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. No, I love that. Yeah. And Friday Night came out a couple years later, yeah. so maybe they took this. Who maybe. knows? Or influenced. Um, you cut back to Mike, and he's getting settled in his bedroom, and the door handle starts moving, and Josh <laughs> bursts open, <laughs> scaring the shit out of Mike with a little short, short boxers on. <laughs> That's good. And sick. Mike... <laughs>
2: With Marcus. the shortest fucking shorts. Oh, that is one thing I don't – I'm so happy that it did not come back with, like, the 80s fashion is the 80s short shorts on men. I mean, he's wearing essentially, like, basketball-style shorts. Or, like, no, better yet, I think they're, like, tennis shorts because they're white. But they but – my God, they're only, like, three inches long. There's, there's more thigh than, than not thigh, you know?
1: Are they tennis boxer shorts?
2: No, I think they're straight up shorts. Like, I think he's wearing like actual just normal shorts. Okay, that's <laughs> that's how short they were back in the age. Jesus,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm so glad that that didn't come back that is not comfortable at no, all. No, no, um, not at all. Yeah, and 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 Mike once again has his shirt off. I just have to point of course,
2: that out, of course, I would too, man, I would too.
1: And Josh is fucking with him, like doing brotherly things, you know, just kind of harassing him, and and Mike doesn't want anything to do with it. Uh, and then Mike's still on this body. He's like, it's not the same body we saw. And Josh is like, I don't care. I just want to get out of here. I want to get the car fixed and we're going to get out. And you know what? We're just going to turn a blind eye to all this stuff. And Mike's like, well, that's not right. And, And he's like, you want to just forget the whole thing? And I wrote, basically, yes. Yeah, get the
2: fuck out of there. Get the fuck <laughs> yeah. out of there. But jo- Josh does man? promise to, to go to the next town and actually let the sheriff there know because clearly, hopefully, they'll be more competent than this sheriff
1: the state police or whatever the uh, the county police yeah, or whatever yeah which leads to a
2: great exchange that I love where mike's like okay okay i like that idea you know let's shake on it and and i love how he goes let's shake on it and josh wingshauser does this like full body shake, you know. And Mike's like annoyed. He's like, "Come on, Josh, shake for real." You know, but I love that. I love how Josh is, you know, was like, "Ah, let me just do my body shake," you know. It was good. It was a great little exchange, you know. I
1: wrote I wrote that down. Yeah, Josh Josh does the most dramatic shake ever. And then and and he's like, "Lighten up, man." And then he yanks. He yanks his mic. He, yank, he play, pulls it he he yanks mike by the wounded arm <laughs> yes. that has a giant gash and now stitches in his arm onto the bed and he just, and it's like a pole that would rip your arm out of the socket. That's how he <laughs> yanks him on the bed. I wrote, ah, oh, that's hilarious. I love that. Because
2: it, it was great because you know Mike's like, ow, my arm. Mike goes, ow. Even, even Josh is like, oh, sorry, dude. That is such <laughs> an older brother thing. Like it yeah, was great. great. Like Josh just fucking roughs him up even though he's already wounded, and it's just like I thought that was perfect. I thought that was a perfect older brother little brother exchange.
1: Yeah, I love that. It it's it's very it feels very genuine and yeah. real. And and uh, so does the
2: next exchange.
1: Yeah, because as, as Josh Josh is like, Hey man, he Josh apologizes and says, Get some sleep and starts walking out and Mike says, I love you, man. And Josh says, I think that's the first time I've ever heard you say that.
2: That Good was night. cool. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, it was
1: really sweet. But he didn't say I love you back to him.
2: Of course not. He's the older brother. You don't say that.
1: Yeah, exactly. Back at the doctor's office, uh he she's giving Doctor Tate is giving prescriptions to an old lady. It's for her old. It's for the old lady's husband. Yeah, uh, and she's advising her husband to come in and get checked out. And the old lady says something about you know, well, I could always go to the new hospital and get this done. <laughs> yeah, kind, kind of, of like fuck you. Just give me the yeah. drugs, man. <laughs> and Doctor Tate's like, okay, fine. And the old lady leaves. Tate locks up. And then I wrote some random doctor because we don't find out this guy's name until like halfway through the movie. And we see him two more times before we find out his name. So I wrote random doctor. His
2: name's Vic and he has the worst haircut that you've ever seen in your entire life to the point where when he turns into a zombie later, his hair is better then than it is now.
1: Yes, (laughs) agreed. Yeah. And it he looks, looks like hey, someone yeah, like took
2: a weed whacker to his head. There's hair. It's terrible.
1: Yeah, he looks like the like a little boy haircut when a boy's struggling when you're cutting his hair and he's like sit still. Like, I
2: don't want my haircut.
1: <laughs> okay, fine, we'll just deal with it.
2: <laughs> I'm Dr. Vic, god damn <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> so uh yeah, Dr. Vic, random I'm just gonna call him random doctor, uh, walks in and and she's like, That's the fifth one I fifth patient I've seen today since the new medical center opened. And just alluding to like what's going on in this town. Yep. You know?
2: And that's and that's the cool shit that I like. I like that there's something happening that they don't know what's going on, but they can sense it. That's and I, I do wish that they kind of like like leaned into that a bit more. It's not something that or it's just not as well executed as maybe they were trying to hope for, but there's there's stuff there in the script that I, I'm like, just
1: I wish you just bit into
2: that more, you know?
1: yeah i mean this would be great this would be a great t v series uh honestly yeah honestly, it, it could like, be.
2: yeah honestly there's there's enough here concepts and ideas and and th- that or honestly we at this point you know in like in this point like twenty twenty one we've seen so many movies and t v series that have uh come out that's like similar to this but i i, I wouldn't be surprised if this movie Some of the people that have created the things, you know, that are similar to it saw this movie back in the 80s. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if this had a little bit of sprinkling in in their imaginations, you know.
1: Totally. Yeah, no, I I fully agree. Um, Yeah. So so random random doctor, Dr. Vic, uh, he says to Dr. Tate, he's like, well, should we I was going to order some more medical supplies. Do do, do you still need me to do that? And she's like, yeah, I think I think something's going around. So, yeah, you know, because. Because they, they, I, I get the sense that they were losing so many patients that they didn't need, Like, yep. they were going to shut down pretty soon. But suddenly they're getting this influx of people, and they're like, "Well, what? something's going on, and we better load up on Dramamine." Yeah, yeah. We but better we'll get be sponsored by Dramamine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this episode of podcasting after dark, sponsored by Dramamine. <laughs> Co-host Zach takes Dramamine every single time he gets on a plane, gets on a drive where he's not the passenger, gets on a boat. Gets on a bike where he's going up and down on a mountainous hill. Oh, man. He throws up on cue. Drama mean. Oh, buddy. Thank God I, did, for I drama didn't know me. it was
2: that bad for you, man. Oh,
1: yeah, dude. I can't even go in go karts.
2: Oh, okay. I, I don't have that. The only thing I can't do is be in the passenger seat and read. If I do that, I'll get nauseous.
1: Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You're like,
2: that right there is your nightmare.
1: I'm getting. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> oh god! You're like what's I'm nauseous just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> From there, we cut to back to Mrs. Mapes. Mike's sleeping in his bed, and then you hear some scratching. Uh, and I wrote, "Is it at the door? Is it outside?"
2: And, and that's what's cool because you think it's the door because it's kind of the same sound cue that we heard when when his brother Josh jiggles the door handle and opens it. So you think that's what it's going to be at first.
1: Yeah, yeah, and but it's not. Uh, Mike gets up. He, he gets out of bed, turns the light on, and he hears scratching again. He looks under the bed. There's nothing under the bed. They show a shot of the bed. Yep. There's nothing under there. Then, out of nowhere, two fucking hands go yank him and pull him under the bed it's intense dude it was scary to me i was shocked
2: the the first time i saw it i screamed i mean i was high as fuck i was not expecting that at all i fucking screamed
1: did you <laughs> yeah I was like, awesome ah! mission accomplished and
2: then, and then i was like and then when he starts getting struggling and getting sucked under there i was like mike no i, know. <laughs> I did not Are... i did not expect this at all
1: Yeah, this did not. This was very surprising to me, too. I watched the trailer to this movie and and, uh, you know, the trailer gave a lot away. But still thought, but you don't see Mike in the trailer at all, I think maybe for half a second, you're thinking, okay, maybe he's going to pop up more. Nope. He gets pulled under the bed, screams, which wakes Josh up uh, and then just Josh goes right back to bed. And I wrote, late.
2: <laughs> as, as Mike is getting sucked down into hell.
1: Yeah, it cuts back to Mike, and he's struggling. He's getting pulled under the bed, completely down into a crawl space slash trap door, and then the, it closes, and you cut to the next day.
2: Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just want to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages.
0: And we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey,
0: hey, Tim. Dean. Uh, This isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out.
1: Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back.
2: And now, back to the show.
1: Josh is up, and he goes to wake up Mike, but Mrs. Mapes is in there making his bed. Oh, she says Mike was gone when she came in, but his things are here. Maybe you'll stay another night. Mm. And you see his shit's still there, and you're like, yeah, well, he must not have gone far. Yeah. Uh, And Josh is like, no. (laughs) But if you see him, tell him I'll be back. And he giggles goofily. He's like, oh, "Thank you." <laughs> it's, it's kind of a funny moment. From there, it cuts back to Mape's, and she's like looking very mysterious. And Josh goes to the local gas station. It's closed. Everything is closed or boarded up except for the bar, Jack's Tavern, yeah. the bar, the,
2: the Confederate flag place.
1: Oh yeah, this this scene is even worse. So you go in, you see the the there's, they're literally you know, six or seven Confederate flags on the wall. Yeah. It's crazy. Stars and bars. And, but no one's around in the tavern. Tavern's empty. Suddenly, though, this cute girl walks in with, like, a giant smock on. Yeah. She looks like a Quaker. And uh, she walks out of the pantry. And she says, uh, we're open. Because Josh is like, are you open? And then she takes off her smock. Yeah. Um, much to the... Happiness of Corey. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, she's got like a tank top on. She's got her hair. She puts her hair up. Her hair's up. Her hair's already up.
2: And she's got these short shorts on. And her <laughs> fucking legs go for days.
1: Yeah, she's she's beautiful. She's, she's beautiful. beautiful. She is and beautiful. She's, and that's that's kind of the whole idea. You know, like this, this girl's all buttoned up with this smock on. And she's looking all beautiful. Uh, it turns out she's the... The do- uh the niece of Jack, the owner of the bar, and she's taking care of it for him. Josh asks her if she's seen his brother. And she says, no, you're the first person I've seen all day. Uh, and she's given him these eyes. I, I just, you know, I wrote down what you can think I would say. I would say with these eyes she's given him
2: the the fuck me eyes, basically. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But it's just like it's. Yeah, it's it. The, the thing is, is so interesting in this movie because she is such a her character has quite the journey in this film. And 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 yeah, and poor poor Jody tries so hard to keep up with with her character's journey.
1: So she she's got a really substantial role yeah. in this movie. And she's got to carry a lot of this movie yes. on her shoulders. Yes, and she's the second lead. I mean, Bo Hopkins is really in this movie for a cup of coffee. He and it's really Wings and Jody. Jody's acting ability is not as good as it could be, uh, or should be, and but she does as good of a job. She puts she I give her an A for effort for sure. Yeah, I give her a C for talent.
2: Yeah, and I mean, guys and gals, we we've all just we've seen bad acting. We know what it's like, and
1: she just she's she better not... than that chicken cyborg. Yeah, yeah, seriously.
2: But she just she's not she's not there to carry the role that she needs to carry she's just not there acting wise but no. boy oh boy does she make up for it in just sheer beauty which i'm sure that's that's you know probably why they cast her but she's she's absolutely beautiful uh, stunning yeah. but, but way too young for wings to be like wings Hauser's like love interest cuz she looks like she's like <laughs> 19 even though she's a teacher she still looks like she's like 19 and wings looks like he's like you know 30
1: which he was, yeah. I think. Yeah, um, I know. And and so so Josh is so she's kind of like ogling Josh. She looks 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 like she's in love with him. Yeah. And he asks about the gas station in town. She says it's closed because the owner's been sick for sick all week. The closest one is four or five miles away on the outskirts of town. And uh, Josh asks if there's any public transportation, bus or a taxi. And she's like, "You're not from around here, are you?" And he's like, "No." can I get a beer <laughs>
2: <laughs> at like 9 a.m.? Yeah, I love that. That's what vacations are for, buddy. Beers at 9 a.m.
1: And she's like, okay. And she gives him a beer. Uh, and, and she goes, I'll give you a ride because it's near where I teach. And he's like, wait, you're, you're, so you're your teacher and you tend bar. This is a small town. <laughs> and you're, and you're 18 years old. This is crazy. And she's like, I do teach, but the kids are out with a bug. Bar owner sick too, yeah. And this is how I talk the whole time.
2: Yeah, it's it's unfortunate.
1: She undoes her hair that's been up, and she yeah, she looks like Farrah Fawcett, you know. Uh and and she she's it's so cliche because she's like, "How oh, I must look a mess." <laughs> yeah, she's look- like, "No, <laughs> you look fine." My name is Josh. <laughs>
2: I can't believe she actually said, I must look a mess. And she's doing the teehee. I mean, it is cliche 101. But you know what? She, I got no problems whatsoever with it. (laughs) I don't, dude. She's so so beautiful. She is? You're just sitting there smiling. You're like, whatever. Whatever you say, dummy. Whatever.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. And she's like, my name's Holly. And he goes, well, Holly? I sure would appreciate a ride to that gas station, and then you cut back to Dr. Tate's, and she's making a V8 uh, for the sheriff. It's clearly a V8. Yeah. And sheriff, and she's like, sheriff's like, well, what is this? And she's like, well, sodium, sodium bisulfate. It's my father's famous hangover antidote. And he gives it. She gives it to the sheriff. He sips it and he looks at it like he's gonna puke. Like, what the hell's going on with this? Now, they walk into Tate's like back office area and she ran tests on the yellow spunk and <laughs> she said it's blood uh she goes there's but there's no red red cells yeah and some other substance giving it the yellowish color
2: that's cool i like that i like how we're learning love all what this. it is yeah this is all neat i like all the doctor stuff i like all the the dr myra tate stuff
1: yeah I, I think and i think that's why uh i was saying to Corey off air that I took a lot of notes on this and not expecting to take a lot of notes because there is a lot of like scientific yeah. theory. Yeah. Which I think is very important.
2: Yeah, no. And and I also like the the Myra and Boha the sheriff stuff because they're both very, very good actors. So they they make the scenes interesting versus, you know, when we watch Holly on screen and she's just you know, so cringeworthy. But the here, whenever Myra Tate and and Bo Hopkins are, are on, it's it's good. It's the chemistry's good. The the acting is strong. The the lady uh, Jennifer, I forgot her last name, Warren, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, she's she's great. She's really fucking good. She gives it in the in this part in this role.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, I wanna I wanna uh I wanna call her out again. It's funny because now. She actually looks like Elizabeth Warren, which is really funny. Maybe mm-hmm. they're related. Check out Fatal Beauty if you've never seen that movie. It's 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 wor- worth checking out. I th- I forget I haven't seen it in forever, but Sam Elliott's in it. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, Ruben Blades, Cheech Marin, and Tom Holland directed it, and it's it's a crime thriller movie. And she plays like kind of an uppity socialite type in that movie. Really good in it too. Definitely check it out for. Elizabeth Warren's sister. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So I love this because she's like, you know, this this yellow stuff is nothing a human should have in its system. Um, And 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 the sheriff's like, well, is it is it a disease? Uh, And then she accidentally she says, well, I accidentally spilled it last night on Mike's handkerchief and it absorbed it. And it grew. It absorbed the blood on it, yeah. It absorbed the blood on his handkerchief. Yeah, and it grew three times, so... Three times its size, yeah. Yeah. Um, The sheriff wants her to get it to county medical examiner right now. Suddenly, there's a crash. They run to another part of the clinic, her clinic, and the refrigerator door near the alleyway is open. The blood's been tampered with. I'm like, oh, it's like the thing. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. and whoever destroyed the blood ran out the back, and and she looks down. And she's looking at all the blood. And she's like, blood's been stolen. Who would steal blood? Cut from there to Goodland School. Josh is catching up Holly on his story, like his backstory.
2: It, did and he, he goes, work for a car company? Race.
1: Well, yeah, he says I was getting tired of looking at race car designs, and I thought it was time for some R and R. So, so that's, that's kind of cool. Yes, yeah, so, I like that.
2: So that's why earlier on he was like, "I can drive these roads with my eyes closed." So he's he's like a car designer. He's a car guy,
1: which makes sense because he was driving a badass Camaro, yeah. like you said. Yeah. Um I like that. It's just that there are moments throughout this film where there's like little hints at backstory with these mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, like the illusion that the sheriff and Dr. Tate had a relationship mm-hmm. before, shit like that. I love all this stuff.
2: Yeah, that's that's world building. That's the 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 mythos of the of the film. I dig it too, man. I I there, there's a lot of a lot of gold. In here, and then right after it, we get Billy that's eighty yard by a woman. So it's like <laughs> it's like you go from one extreme to another.
1: <laughs> yeah. So so they're 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 walking. Holly and Josh are walking into the school together, and they're flirting with each other. She's like, "Well, you might get some rest here in town, but there, but no recreation." Huh? She's flirting with him, and they walk into her classroom, and some kids in there all alone. Billy, she says, and uh, she goes into this little kid. Billy's probably, what, like seven or eight years old. Yeah. And and he's like, oh, Mrs. Tate, ah, I got to school late and no one was here. And she's like, well, school's canceled, Billy. You can go home. I can't, Mrs. Pierce. No one's at home. My mom and dad are gone, and they left me for good.
2: <laughs> and the whole time, yeah, his voice is definitely, definitely ADR'd and definitely not a kid. Definitely so, like a grown woman <laughs> talking like a kid.
1: So, um, you know, if you listen to like, if you watch old He-Man cartoons and- Uh, Lou Scheimer, the creator of He-Man, his daughter was oftentimes the voice of the boys and the girls on the show. But she was like a kid too. And it made sense. And it sounded authentic. And there were some times when you're like, that looks like it could be a girl's voice, but who cares? Well, I mean, this uh, is Bart's, woman, this is a woman's voice.
2: Yeah, and well, I mean, you know, Bart Simpson is is voiced by by a lady. It's like it's very yeah, common yeah. for 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 females to voice uh boy like kids, boy kids. Um and but this is just <clears throat> you expect it. Like th- it was You would expect it in animation, not in live action right here. That's what makes it so jarring because the voice is such like a professional, like female voice actor, professional doing a kid's voice. But it's just it was too professional (laughs) for this movie, you know, like and and it also stands out because it's it's clearly 80 yard.
1: Well, well, and, you know, I was going to say oftentimes before a kid's balls drop their voices are a little bit more higher pitch. This kid's balls. Didn't not just drop they're up inside him. So it's always his penis. <laughs> yeah, it's because all gone it's a pants. woman's voice. <laughs> exactly. It's a woman's voice. So Holly's trying to comfort him. She's like, Oh no, no, no. So they probably just went shopping. They'll be back. And, uh, she basically kicks him out. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, kid. She kisses him and or hugs him. Sorry, she hugs him and she kicks him out of the school. That that and was and that Josh, kid's paycheck by the way. <laughs> yeah, and Josh is like, "See ya." <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like it's almost like Powers Booth and Tombstone, well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye.
1: So, Josh asks if they can get going cuz you know, he's got to find his little bro, and suddenly there's this weird scream. You know, he says like, "What what the hell was that?" And Holly says, the only person who should be here is the janitor. You hear the scream again. They go check it out. They run through the school. They run down the staircase that leads down into, like, the cellar boiler room. They, literally the boiler room. Uh, I love this. He's like, he tells her to wait there and she goes why because I'm a woman he goes no you'll be fine just relax <laughs>
2: yeah, he's such a, there's another he's, moment
1: later where he's so chauvinistic yeah, I know I know he's I mean, so
2: chauvinistic it. and then because at one point she becomes the hero of the movie and then then later they, they tone that back and, and give it back to Josh but um, yeah because <laughs> at first even here she's kind of like what is it because I'm a girl like they actually I think they did a, do a good job of building up her character as being the, the, the heroic one especially Especially with what happens the rescue she does later. And then they just neuter her in the climax.
1: <laughs> they they neuter her, but I will say Based on what she does or lets happen, yeah. I would probably be pretty fucked up inside, too, yeah. if I knew that I did what she did yeah. when we get to that. Because <laughs> yeah. it's really fucked up, dude. Oh, no, it's great. Um, I love it. It's one of my favorite parts oh, it's of the great. movie. Oh, it's great. It's my favorite part, too. It's my nice, favorite part, nice. too. So, okay, so they cut to the boiler room and Billy the cobwebs. Nah. There's cobwebs everywhere. It's a creepy basement yeah, dude that and is there's... the
2: craziest fucking school basement I've ever seen.
1: yeah, it's so creepy and um, they, they yeah he he's in the creepy basement and there's yellow blood on the door uh, in in the supply He opens up the the, the this, this door that has the blood on it and supplies pour out suddenly he he like looks like he's gonna faint and a body of a little girl falls on him. And Albert appears, the redneck from earlier in the movie, Albert appears out of nowhere, and he's like, oh, well, 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 look at what we have here. <laughs> of course he's the
2: janitor, you know? Of
1: course he's the janitor, Albert. And there was and actually Josh...
2: a, a cool shot of the – because when the girl falls out of the ceiling, I mean, it's clearly – that's a stunt person. But when you actually see the, the little girls, like – her, her eyes are wide open, staring right at the camera. and you know that little actress does a great job of not blinking and acting dead. It's a very freaky shot like that just that one shot of her looking right at the camera is really good.
1: Yeah, yeah when when he opens up the door and the supplies fall out and then this body falls out, it is of a little girl from the school and mm-hmm. all of like eight or nine years old and Albert and J- Josh is like you got to get the sheriff down here and Albert's like look what you done hmm. yeah sheriff's gonna see what you done and to that precious little baby and Josh is like did what <laughs> and Albert says you think anyone's gonna believe you city boy city boy city boy and he grabs a pipe out of nowhere, like he's just going to start beating the shit out of him. (laughs) And Josh starts to back away and he's like, Hey, come on, come on now. Like what the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, You know, like what did I do? I I swerved. I, you know, I'm sorry, Jesus. Yeah. And Albert starts chasing him in the basement, this big ass basement. Uh, Well, it, it makes sense that it's a big ass basement. It's a big school. And Albert's, you know, chasing after him. He's scaring him with this pipe. He's messing with him. He's like hitting the pipe on the bars around him. And he says, "You know what they do to child killers around here." And after that, that's when Josh like starts battling Albert. Yeah, like straight uh, up, they have a sword fight with pipes. With pipes, it's it's great. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. And uh, Albert knocks a pipe open because there's all the pipes above them. Yeah. And then Josh like hits him with the uh, like steam comes out of the pipe, and then Josh hits Albert with the steam. And Albert's screaming, and Josh bolts up the stairs and splits, splits without Holly, mind you. Yeah, too. he just
2: he gets the fuck out of Dodge. Which,
1: <laughs> understandably, because he doesn't—he's known Holly all of what five minutes now. It's like he doesn't know if she's in on this shit too. And
2: yeah, and you don't—you don't see him like run past her, but I can just almost picture him just like running straight past her, being like, <laughs> you know, and her like being like, w- w- <laughs> totally. "What's happening? What's going on?" And he just runs and leaves her there.
1: That's hilarious. I can could, I could totally see that. So uh, back to the school. It's later on. You get the sense. The sheriff's there with Holly, Albert, and Vic, I, who I wrote random doc, outside of the school. And Al, Albert's telling him what happened. He's all cut up. He's got blood on him. And, you know, he's getting patched up by the doctor. And Albert's kind of telling his side of the story. He's telling the sheriff he didn't know how the kid died, but Josh was there and he attacked me. That's what Albert said. And the sheriff's like looking at him suspicious. And and Holly's like, no, he's lying. Josh was with me. And the sheriff wants a full statement. And he, and he says to Vic, he's like, fix his face. <laughs> yeah, <I didn't. laughs> to the to random Dr. Vic. Uh, and then Holly goes after the sheriff and she's like, sheriff, he didn't do it. And the sheriff says, if he was innocent, why'd he run? And the sheriff calls in the station. He needs backup. And then he gets Captain Dawson who has a hard time looking at the camera.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> Captain Dawson has such a great voice, such a great like acting delivery of his lines but then has absolutely no idea where to look because he's on the phone. So so he's you know his scenes, he's got two scenes where he's talking to uh, Bo Hopkins. He's on the phone and the actor that plays Captain Dawson, his eyes are shooting everywhere. And I'm just yeah. sitting there and I'm thinking to myself like was he a stage actor or like what was happening? But the only thing I can land on he he because when he's working with Bo Hopkins, he's fine. When he's face-to-face with Bo Hopkins, he's fine. Yeah, so he, like, he yeah, landed yeah. the role. Then they're like, oh, this guy's great. This guy's fucking awesome. What, is, what could possibly go wrong? So his first scene, they're like, all right, you're on the phone, and the guy – the poor actor just has no clue how a hu- where a human being looks when he's on the phone. It caused me to start <laughs> yeah. thinking about just other scenes with characters on the phone. I'm like, where do they look? They kind of just look in one general direction, I guess, but he's looking at the ground, at the ceiling, at the camera. He looks at the camera like five yeah. times. He just I I imagine if I was the director, I'd be like, just stop. What are you doing? Where are you looking? Why are you doing this? But he's delivering
1: the dialogue great. So it's yeah. it's, it's um, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He really is. They should have just had him look down. Like Just, 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 just look just, down. Just, just look down. Just, just per-
2: look down. Give him something to pretend like you're writing something or something. I've never seen an actor struggle with where to put their eyeline. I've never seen it in my entire life.
1: Yeah because he has really relevant information that he's relaying to 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 Will to yeah. Sheriff Stewart and uh because Sheriff's like, you know, I need backup down here and Dustin's like you're on your own as he's looking around. You're on your own. I've got a there's a there's a backup on the highway and I on the interstate and I need every guy uh at the station or whatever. That and does, uh, that doesn't seem to
2: be as important as a murder as a child homicide, yeah, as a child yeah. homicide.
1: Child homicide and and he, Ends the call with the sh- uh, with the captain, and will the sheriff takes a swig off Grandpa's sauce. Of course, he takes out his wild turkey, wild and turkey and baby, sucks wild that turkey bad boy down. <laughs> uh, Doctor Tate shows up. As the body is getting loaded into a station wagon.
2: And did you notice that the gurney that they're rolling the body out on? Because you know gurneys have those two <laughs> layers. They can either be right down to the ground where you pick the legs up so you can put it in the ambulance. Or yeah. they're high up so that you don't have to bend over and push it like these people are doing. And that same gurney is in the, fin- the final scene with the same problem. So I'm wondering if the one gurney that they had was broken
1: i'm gonna say yes and yes
2: <laughs> and then and then there was like this they tried to do like this paparazzi thing where some guy was like taking pictures as they were yeah putting, but he was like just one guy there you know yeah. it just it just was like it was the scene was not as full as they wanted it to be with people you know
1: no and they didn't like shoo him away or anything yeah. like that it was just kind of like he's there taking photos yeah. okay Maybe but, that was but, a character, or side character.
2: But the two paramedics, like, you have to realize, like, at the beginning of the scene, like as they're, like, rolling the body over, the two actors that are playing the paramedics have to do it bent over because no one raised the legs on the gurney. It's,
1: it's ridiculous. wild.
2: It's ridiculous. It's wild. <laughs> it's wild.
1: <laughs> and they're putting into the family huckster or the yeah, truckster yeah, from the National truckster. vacation. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's what I thought, so, too. <laughs> so, because uh, I, I, I was starting to write down Hearse. I'm like... Oh, and loaded onto the her, her, and I, literally, I wrote her, and then I stopped, and I looked up, and I'm like, it's a station wagon, it's a truckster. Okay. <laughs> truckster, cool. yep,
2: that's, yep, they, where are the Griswolds at?
1: <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Tate takes a look at the body with Will, the sheriff, and, uh, she says, nothing human could do this, you know, the same stuff that you gave me is on this kid, and Tate wants to examine the body, And the sheriff says, no, you know, I got to take her, take him down to the corner. And she's like, look, I want you to go out on a limb for me for once in your life. I went out on a limb for you once. And you of all people should know that. And he goes, okay, fine. You got one night. First thing tomorrow morning, body goes to the corner. And I wrote down, okay, so he tells Mike and Josh, first thing tomorrow morning, get that car fixed and get out of town. Tells her first thing tomorrow morning. He's, he's giving everybody like, you know, a day to basically, oh, that's but very generous of him. He
2: He's, he's the guy that's like, I'll take care of that manana.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. She, uh she thanks him. And then he goes on his way to tell the parents. uh, And they have this kind of sweet exchange, like, you know, they still care for each other,
2: and in their, their exchanges are always great because it's two accomplished actors bouncing off each other. <laughs> unlike, in, in uh, fact, unlike Wings and you know uh, uh, Jody.
1: Yeah, w- Wings is like I'll take the beauty over the brain. <laughs> uh, I love this though because they they give each other a handshake, and I wrote <laughs> they gave each other the thumb war handshake. <laughs> it's like they're yeah, going to do a thumb war together. <laughs> um, anyways back to Holly driving and Josh is in the back seat and he like bolts out of nowhere yeah. scares the shit out of her. So
2: in school
1: sort when of. he ran
2: past her and didn't, you know, stop to say anything to her, he still just went ran straight to her car and dove in there essentially.
1: Yeah, he just dove into the back seat of the car yeah, yeah. which she didn't notice, which is pretty funny actually if you think about it. Yeah. So you've been sitting there that whole time probably heard the whole exchange with the, the sheriff and everything. And so yeah, he sits up, and I wrote, he scares her, sort of, because she's, like, scared, but not really, because her acting is so bad. She's like, oh! And then she
2: smiles. Yeah,
1: dude, yeah. And she's like, her, what happened to you? Ch-
2: her trying to emote is, uh, aside from just smiling and looking pretty or getting extremely, like, you know, uh, upset about something, she can't do subtle emotions. She, she, she can, can only do big
1: And it's funny because Josh, she's like, what happened? And he said, it's fine. It's fine. Because he says it's fine quite often, even when it's not. It's never fine. Guys, none of this is fine. Later on in the movie, he's like, it's okay. And I'm like, that's not okay what just happened. (laughs) Um, So he says, it's fine. Let's just get to your house and we can talk there. I'm like, wait, why didn't you tell her in the car? What, are you just going to sit there in silence the whole time?
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know? My note is why is Holly putting up with wings? Like why like does she have nothing better to do? Because he's
1: wings fucking hauser wings
2: fucking hauser, yeah. That's the answer.
1: Baby, don't you know? (laughs) Sorry. Is that Uh, some Mr. Mister? Yeah. Take these broken wings, Hauser. so, (laughs) So from there you cut back to Will, the sheriff, and he's at the Mitchells house. The Mitchells are the parents of the little dead girl. Uh, and no, one's, no one answers the door, and there's piled-up newspapers on the porch, uh, but the door's unlocked. And the lights are... He walks in the house, and lights are knocked over. Uh, it's missing a light bulb. The place looks like it's been ransacked. Uh, he notices door scratches... Door the, the, on the door to the cupboard kitchen area.
2: Oh, but it's like uh, a pantry. It's fucking. Pantry. It's a huge it's ass a, pantry. It,
1: it, yeah, it's huge. It's a whole. It's like a bedroom. Yeah, it's, it's a bedroom
2: sized pantry that has like uh, an island in the middle. It's
1: it's insane. It's insane. I, and I I love this. There are like these scratches mark scratch marks all around the handle of the door, which yeah leads you to believe that something was trying to get in there.
2: Yeah, that's cool.
1: Um, and when he goes to grab the handle, it's hot. And he, he kind of lurches back, like, oh, man. Goddamn, Dag gum. And he dang kicks gum. the door in. He kicks the door in instead. And yeah, I wrote this. It's a huge pantry. He starts investigating the pantry. And a hand reaches out and grabs him. And it's Mr. Mitchell looking like shit. <laughs> his skin's peeling on his face. Uh, it's pus filled. And uh, the sheriff's like, what happened? And the, 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 mr mitchell goes it's it's the hands and then he dies and will goes back to the car to call the station and uh and and he says well captain you better get here and captain's still at his desk and he's like look you better get down here i gotta i got another homicide and the captain asks you know what the hell is happening down there as he's what the... Yeah,
2: no, And you can't see it. So Zach's using the, the Skype mic or camera as as the camera. Oh, my God. Poor... Is the camera is the, here? The, the, the poor actor. There. The poor actor. My God.
1: And the captain's like super kind of him and hawn about it. And Will, the sheriff, is like, well, if I was captain of this county. And he's like, well, you're not, you know. And you can you tell there's like severe animosity between these two. Yeah. And uh, he's like, just get down here, right? And... And he says, I'm on my way. And the sheriff smirks, shakes his head, puts the CB back up and takes a swig of grandpa's gulch juice.
2: (laughs) And did you notice that in the because he's because right now, Bo Hopkins is sitting on the front passenger side, right? But in the back window is closed of the police car. It's it's up, and you can see the boom mic operator, or you can specifically see the boom mic. I mean, clear as day, moving it around, especially when Bo Hopkins takes his swig and then pours it out. Yeah, that move that boom mic is right smack there. And I was like, oh, guys, this is why you roll the windows down in cars when you're shooting it, you know? It's yeah. like they remember to do, in the opening scene, with josh and mike when they're shooting you know uh, with that awesome camaro and they're shooting uh through the front windshield you know they remember to take the the you always notice by the way in movies they'll take the rearview mirror out uh so you can get a cleaner shot yeah. of the two guy of the two actors in the front of the car they'll always take the rearview mirror out and uh they were smart about that but they left the window up in the back seat here and you can see the fucking boom mic. i'm like oh my god guys
1: yeah, it was just one of those gaffes where you're just like, oh, no, yeah. come on. Yeah,
2: because Bo Hopkins
1: is doing his thing,
2: right? He's like, he's doing just fine. And then I'm like, and then my eyes fucking dart to the left. And I'm like, oh, boom, Mike guy, come on.
1: I, and this is a pretty pivotal scene in in one sense because he, you know, after he takes that swig, he's looking at the bottle, Grandpa's Gulch, and he pours it out for his homies. He pours the rest of the bottle out on the yeah. ground. <laughs> for his dead and homies, I wrote <laughs> cold turkey for the wild turkey <laughs> so from there cut back to holly at her house and she's taking care of her uncle jack and he looks like totally fine he looks like the kid playing sick but really isn't sick because he's like oh, i'm fine i just need a good night's sleep yeah. and it's it's like terrible he, acting
2: he also looks like he wants to hook up with his niece
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's like, oh, I love you, Holly.
2: (laughs) It's almost like, he's like, it's to the director. So how do I play this? Do I play it like I want to have sex with her? And the director's like, no, 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 you're you're the uncle. Okay, so I want to have sex with her, right? No, you're her uncle. Got it. I want to have sex with her. I, You know, he's like, he's giving thumbs up as the actor's getting into the bed, you know? I got it. Totally understand how I'm going to handle this scene.
1: Just taking care of business. Just taking care of business, yeah. (laughs) And then- I also wrote down the wallpaper and then and, and bedspread and everything is is just the most disgusting, uh, vomit-inducing wallpaper I've ever seen in my entire life. It's oh great. my god!
2: Oh my god! The wallpaper in the next scene downstairs with Holly and uh and and Josh is
1: unreal.
2: The wallpaper unreal. It, it like matches the the fucking couch. It's the most atrocious 1984 wallpaper you will ever see
1: so speaking of that
2: <laughs> speaking of that scene
1: Holly goes down to the living room and check on Josh and she catches Josh looking through her purse for for keys
2: I mean so like like seriously guys seriously if you took the this movie as realistic humans Holly should hate Josh but because she's like, because her character is forced by the script gods to, you know, like, fall for him, it's like she, he can do no wrong, you know? I mean, of course, like, I do think that overall he's like, yes, he's looking through a person that's wrong, but, like, he, he's doing it because he wants to go find his brother. I get it, but at the same time, there is no reason in the, on the face of this earth if these were two real human beings that she would have anything to do with this asshole at this point.
1: And I honestly love this exchange because it's so – it's it's like it's all over the place. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she, she walks in. She walks in <laughs> and catches them going through her purse. And, and she says, maybe I can help you find what you're looking for, you know. But her tone is like, maybe I can help you find what you're looking for. Not really annoyed that much. And Josh is like – he doesn't say, hey, can I borrow your keys to use the car? He goes – I'm going to borrow your car and look for my brother. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and she goes, the sheriff thinks you did it. He's got a witness, Albert Hoag. And then Josh gets all pissed off and he's like, what's wrong with you? Or what's wrong with you people? Yeah. He goes, what's wrong with you people? Y'all a bunch of rednecks who got nothing better to do than pick on outsiders. And Holly looks all offended. Yeah. And he's like, no, I'm sorry. It's not you. I'm scared. And she's like, well, I'm scared too. Tracy Mitchell's a little she's a little girl. What happened to her? Josh thinks his brother is mixed up with this too.
2: Is this when she starts crying? Is this when she pretends to cry or? or... <laughs> like at some point yeah. in this scene she 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 tries to cry the actor and she it's it's hardcore the 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 old school way of crying where you you're laughing like oh I'm just going to cover you you're supposed to cover your face and laugh and that's how you can sort of like sort of mimic crying very poorly she does that without covering her face so she just has she has, she has tears running down her eyes that they clearly probably had to put visine like put them in and then she's like laughing and I'm like this whole scene, her, her emotions are all <laughs> over the place. It's, there's no subtlety. There's no transition. She does, she does not have the acting chops to transition between like emotions while, while wings is like literally carrying the entire scene, you know, like oh, yeah. the entire, he's carrying it every single bit of it. But again, she is fucking cute as a button the entire time I'm literally like just with hearts and eyes just being like, Oh, Jody, you can
1: do no wrong, but my God, she is terrible. She's terrible and you know, and, and Josh he and Josh is like trying to have his moment, right? His big dramatic moment where he's like, I think my brother's mixed up in this too and you know, I'm responsible for what happens to him. And then she goes, Your brother can take care of himself. And I'm like, bitch, you don't even know him. <laughs> yeah. Right? That dialogue and, was weird. It's really weird. And then they get really close to each other. And Josh says, You know, it's the first time in eight years that we get to be alone. And then he just looks at her. And he goes, Holly, you're pretty. Come on. <laughs> come, he on says, come on. Come on. And he kisses her. He's like, Come on. And then he goes, Thanks, Holly. And they start kissing again. I'm like, "Thank you." You thank someone after you kiss them. That's and, crazy. And then guys. suddenly he gets like this side pain. He's like,
2: <laughs> "Yeah!" He gets poop cramps. <laughs> he gets poop cramps and falls over. Guys, this is the wildest scene in the entire <laughs> fucking movie.
1: Oh, it's, it's 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 almost like he came in his pants because he got excited, but he's faking it by doing this fake cramp in his side.
2: Yeah. You know, and, and did you notice at the beginning of the scene? Cause he's wearing like this like lavender shirt or something that he has like this stain right where his like, he's going to put his hand like eventually. So it's almost like they, they were like, what we see is like take number two and like, like he's already <laughs> had to like put his hand on that spot and it kind of made it sweat and you know, the shirt clearly is made out of some kind of material that really sweats and you know, they're like, okay, take number two. But so now he's got like the, the stain on his shirt. I'm like, what is that? What is that stain right there?
1: He's so sweaty. And later he's on so in the sweaty. movie, when he goes to investigate at New Era, yeah. he's like drenched in sweat. When he sweat, runs, like, when he oh. runs crazily. When he has... and, and as a sweater, I totally empathize. I'm like, oh, man, that would be me. The, the director would be like, cut. Uh, can we put a t-shirt underneath that dress shirt? It's just not working.
2: You're like, you're like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to sweat right through it. Anyway,
1: <laughs> I've already sweat through it and I haven't even put it on yet. <laughs>
2: he, yeah, the camera cu- slides over and cuts to the, 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 costume department holding the t-shirt for you, but it's covered already in sweat. It's dripping. This, it's like, that would be a family guy Ooh. gag right
0: there. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: And then me going, oh, 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 so yeah. Cause that's what, that's what happens to Josh. He yeah. falls down on the ground. And then you know, you have to. Uh, Holly's uncle is sick upstairs, and she yells, "Uncle Jack!" Ah! Cuts from there, cuts to Doctor Tate's, and Josh is on jock doctor, Doctor Tate's uh, <laughs> table, and he wakes wakes up. Turns out he's been unconscious for a long time. And the doctor asks, "If he touched that little dead girl? Did you touch that little you dead girl?" Did you touch that little dead girl? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Well, she fell on me." And, uh, and and the doctor's like, well, you got a chemical reaction from her. And he's like, I want to look for my brother. And the doctor says, not tonight, because I gave you a shot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Holly says, I'll take him back to my place to rest. Cut to the back to the Mitchell's house where the sheriff's been waiting for the captain. Pulls up to the Mitchell's house. Uh, the sheriff's not outside by his car. He's most likely inside. And. The bottle that he threw on the ground, the sheriff sees and picks up, and he kind of has this look on his face like, nope, I knew it. You walk in, and the power's out in the house, and uh will get will the sheriff gets startled by the captain, and he tells him that the body that he told he said was there is now missing, so the captain doesn't believe him. he thinks he's been drinking, and he reveals. That's when the sheriff reveals that the Mitchell girl is with Dr. Tate, and not the coroner. And the captain's now pissed. He's like, "Why? I told you to take him down, take her down to county, you know." And he goes, "She's just a GP, general practitioner." Yeah. And then I love this. He's like, "You got until 10 a.m. tomorrow, or you're suspended." I'm like, "Okay, so let's recap." Josh and Mike have <laughs> till the next morning to get their car fixed and get out of town. Uh, then you've got. Dr. Tate, she's got till the next morning to do research on the body of the little girl. Yep. And then they got to give it back. And now, the sheriff's got till 10 a.m. tomorrow morning to get the body back to the county coroner, or he's suspended. Yeah. Another deadline. It's three dead. A lot of deadlines in this movie.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the writer was like, "This is gold. It's all deadlines. It's going to make everything so, like seem so much more intense." No. And no, not really. <laughs> no,
1: not really, because they're all just moot at this point. And the captain's pissed off at Will, the sheriff, and he you know, he says you're just a washed up city cop. And uh, you know, this job that you were given is was just a handout. Everybody felt sorry for you. Everyone knows why you're down here and everyone knows why you're not wearing that gun. You were probably drunk when you shot that kid yeah i'm like oh that's a cool backstory yep and then captain has picks up the bottle off the ground so at this point they're outside by the cars again and um and the captain picks up the the bottle of wild turkey off the ground and tosses it to the sheriff and he's like i think this belongs to you i is, yeah, intense.
2: it was good. It was good. I, I will note that when they were walking out uh, out there, uh, the actor that was playing the captain was like he was looking down for his mark the entire time. And then, you know, right when he landed on it's it's so weird. Like I he, he's like when he's acting he's great but he doesn't know what to do when he's not doing you know what i mean like like he yeah. it's it's really really weird maybe that's the maybe that's the director's fault i i don't know but he, it's it's, oh, almost, it's, gotta be. it's like he's a professional voice actor because every all the lines sound great like he oh, yeah. sounds great but for some reason his eyes when he's on the phone he doesn't know what to do with them and then he doesn't know how to like land on his mark without making it so obvious that he's doing it so like i'm almost Like so, was he just uh, like a a voice actor? And not not to not to at all demean voice actors at all, um, but you know what I mean. Like he's not like maybe he's not classically trained uh, as like a stage actor or or a a film actor because his, his his dialogue delivery is impeccable and his voice is fantastic. He sounds like a professional. But he doesn't look like it when he's doing it. He'll he'll look like it when he's actually like talking straight to Bo Hopkins. But when he's doing any other movement, he he can't handle it. He can't. It's too much for him
1: to handle. It's like he says to the director. He's like, "Look, <clears throat> I played um, Jimmy Stewart's character in Rear Window for yeah. on stage. Yeah. So you were in a wheelchair and you didn't move? Yes. 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 So you don't know how to walk? No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. But I can I can speak my lines." I Amazingly. Say, yeah, I can say, whatever you want me to. Well, we only see him one more time in the movie, and that's about it. I mm-hmm. think that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, back at Dr. Tate's, uh, she's recording the autopsy uh, or the examination of uh, of Tracy Mitchell, the little girl.
2: The little girl. and then the, And in the autopsy room is a giant... Poster for Dramamine. It says it, like, four times on the poster, and then in the hallway behind her is another poster for Dramamine. And so, like, I'm wondering... Like I know, Dream means kind of a new thing. Like so, I'm kind of assuming it was kind of popping up in the early '80s, you know. And I'm wondering if they were just like, well, we're getting big, we want to move, put, you know. And they were just like, I, I feel like they went on like a marketing blitz, you know. And and because back then they didn't have all these these uh, TV commercials for for you know. Uh, pharmacy or for medication and stuff like that back then they didn't have it so i'm assuming big pharma the people who created you know dramamine were like well we got a budget what do we do with that well there's a movie over here we can you know give some posters to or something i don't know what happened but this movie is sponsored by dramamine in some way shape or form
1: yeah it's it's the worst uh advertising you've ever seen in your entire life because all it says is dramamine dramamine <laughs> dramamine 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 <laughs> yeah. dramamine dramamine this episode brought to you by Dramamine Dramamine yeah. Dramamine Dram- like if I th- if something is supposed to keep you from getting sick and throw up their poster Gets you sick and makes you want to throw up. Yeah. Because it just keeps going.
2: And you want, you know, you, you go back and you watch Ghostbusters. And knowing that that Coca-Cola um, owned, what was it, Columbia at the time that yeah. became Sony. Um, and Coca-Cola owned them. So apparently there was literally someone on set during Ghostbusters just putting cans everywhere. So when you watch that movie, you will notice go, like Coca-Cola cans everywhere. But I will say that whoever did do that... Had an idea of like how normal humans would have their cans, you know, like it was in places that were just normal that like Ray yeah. would have it right by the Ecto 1 or something. But here, it I, I imagine someone just showed up on set and they were like, okay, we got our Drama me money. This is going to help us with the budget. And they're like, okay, we just got to put the poster up. Great. They handed the set decorator the poster and they, this, I can just imagine the set decorator looking at the poster, looking down, looking back at the person, looking down, you know, just like, this is it. A, just, Dramamine, four times, giant, like a giant poster right behind our actress. And then I imagine the set director, decorator, like looked at the director and was like, am I really doing this? And he's like, yeah, you have to, you know. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I love
1: it. It's it's hilarious. and, And
2: it's a shame because this scene is actually really fucking good.
1: Yeah. It's important, too, because, you know, as she's giving this examination of the body, she says that the girl was not murdered. Her blood contained traces of zinc chloride. No human being could have lived with that toxic substance inside it without eating away at its own flesh. Uh, She assumes that some sort of mutation has occurred. And that's what I wrote. Dramamine poster. (laughs) And then um, Vic walks in. He's coughing. Uh, He comes in and says, Doctor, I think I'm coming down with the flu. You got something I can take? And I wrote down, uh, Dramamine? (laughs) Dramamine.
2: I, and I think you mentioned it at the beginning. I can't remember, but she does have like this re- tape recorder thing around her neck, where she's... Oh,
1: I didn't mention that. I, I think I important. cut you off on
2: the drama meme thing, but yeah. So she's she's actually speaking everything into this tape recorder that that uh, you know is around her neck, and that's going to come into play later in one of honestly one of the freakiest scenes uh, in the movie, I think, or at oh, least yeah, one no of doubt. the top three best scenes in the film.
1: The, the, I mean, we're we're starting to get to the goods right now, yeah, yeah, um, because you know, she goes, she, Vic leaves and she goes back to talking. She goes, I think Vic
2: just goes into the hallway right behind her. Like five. Basically
1: (laughs) he just like sits down. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, she goes, I think the chemical causes complete breakdown of the nervous system. And it expands rapidly when mixed with blood. And then you cut to back to Vic. And now Vic is starting to start. He's starting to freak out. (laughs) He's like, starting to get like puffy well and he's moving his head back and forth and there's like
2: some effect on his forehead where there's it's starting to like bulge out you know and honestly uh both him and later uh the uncle like the the effect on their heads like where it's kind of like it's like blowing up a little bit kind of like pulsating a bit it's so much better than it has any right to be. The effects right here on these little this transformation thing is so good. What, what's happening to Vic is fantastic.
1: It's so good, and then she's kind of explaining yeah. what yeah. happens because she goes, "This breakdown grows in volume, and whoever has it inside them, its hands would burst open from the pressure." Yeah, and so. Vic continues to freak out, and she goes, I called uh, – she she goes, "The a, a creature's hands would ex- ex- burst open from the pressure. She goes, I called her, meaning Tracy, a creature because there's no way – there's no way in heaven she could be human. Mm-hmm. And you cut back to Vic, and now his whole body is swelling. He looks like he's just going to pop and burst, like yeah. everything all over – cuts back to her again. She he hasn't gotten up from where he's been sitting this whole time. And and of course yeah. her
2: back is to him.
1: Yeah, so she doesn't see it and he's pretty quiet, I guess. But but you're she right doesn't...
2: it is cool because it, it's as she's explaining it, you're literally seeing Vic go through it. It's it's a very very good like like way to to do this. It's very well-made scene, very well-constructed oh. scene.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, like you said, like we both said up to this point you know, this film has flaws, but it's, it's still really overall is well done, yeah, in my opinion. I think so, yeah. She says the mutation somehow causes an increasing need for blood, and it's ingested into other organisms. And she goes, how that happens, it still baffles me. I can only assume it has something to do with the openings in the hand, and it resembles the orifices used by leeches in sucking their hosts' body, no telling how far this has spread she goes, God help us if, if there's any more of these creatures out there. She calls in Vic to take a look at Tracy uh, or the creature, the body. But Vic is full zombie at this point and just bursts in. Ooze is coming out of his hands and he tries to attack her. And it's really freaky. He, like he he looks the makeup's really good. He uh, <laughs> It's all pale and creepy. And, and his this hair is, looks good. Yeah, this <laughs> is the
2: best his hair looks in the entire fucking movie.
1: He's chasing her around the hospital, uh, the examination room, and she gets burned by his hands. They're fighting. Uh, She's starting to get away. And it looks like she's actually going to make it out. She goes to like the back door area where uh, whoever stole the blood was. And she has to use a key to open up the door. And she puts the key in. She's opening up the door. But then he grabs her. It's too late. He throws her up against the wall and cue the fog on the streets and she's probably dead.
2: And that was awesome. Like he when he grabs her with one hand and like lifts her up against the wall, that was such a fucking cool shot.
1: It really was. It, it and and it was really a cool Way for her to die. It yeah. didn't happen suddenly. It like gave her a moment where you thought, just for a moment, she might live. You know, you're really pulling for mm-hmm. her, and no,
2: yeah. she didn't. Yeah, no. And, and overall, that scene was was one of the best scenes in the movie.
1: I totally agree. I totally agree. From there, you cut to the next day, and Josh's car is in a ditch. Uh, And Josh and Holly are at the ditch, kind of like on the bridge uh, over where the creek is.
2: What is up with her little house on the prairie outfit?
1: (laughs) That's what I wrote. I wrote the same thing. I said, Holly's dressed like a little house on the prairie chick. Uh, (laughs) What the fuck? And at this point, Josh, you know, he hasn't found Mike. And he's like, well, now what? I got rednecks trying to kill me. A dead little girl fills me with a chemical reaction and he goes, wait a minute, there's a chemical plant nearby, right? And she goes, no, but there is new era. And he, <laughs> this is important. This this whole scene is important. She goes, there is new era. It's this big conglomerate that's supposed to reactivate the old mines. I hear they're into oil, coal, chemicals, yes. I know where it is. He goes, yeah. Okay. Can we go there? She goes, sure. Yeah. She goes,
2: sure. Yes. But she does this weird, like, like acting one oh one, Like when you put your fingers to your temple <laughs> yes. to think type oh, of thing, she's thinking. like, Oh yes. And Oh my God, that poor, poor girl. Just, I, if I, I wouldn't have even, if I were her, I, I mean, no wonder this is the last movie she did. She saw herself and was <laughs> like, Oh no why did like you're supposed to like actors trust their directors you know like because they don't look at themselves on camera and i think a lot of times actors don't look at dailies they don't want to know they want to let their directors sort of tell them what to do yeah. i think she had faith in her director and i do think he'd let her down in this movie
1: yeah i think so i i mean the whole the whole scene is is kind of terrible because he's like look chemicals yeah the, the girl had chemicals in her is there a chemical place nearby she's like no and then she says oh but this place has chemicals oh
2: it's in it in that right there like that dialogue is not her fault that's the writing no, no. you know that's the writing. It's the writing and so she has to deliver this insane dialogue and then on top of it has to change emotions every 2 seconds she just was not just she wasn't up to 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 par for it
1: no no and it it was still entertaining though. Yeah, yeah, a little of house in the prairie outfit. Um, they drive to the new era property line, and uh, there's a fence. It's it's the fence from the beginning when Mike and where Mike and Josh were, and uh, Holly asks, you know, how are they gonna get in there? And she's like, you know, they got a policy like shoot first, ask questions later. And I love this because so Josh goes, well, first of all, you're not going in there. Second of all. It's not because you're a woman. (laughs) If I get if I get spotted, I can run a lot faster.
2: (laughs) Can you like like what is where does that
1: come from? Like, so I love. So he's like, you're not a woman. You're just slow. Yeah, basically what he's saying. So you know
2: how, how like what proof does he have that he can run faster than her? Well. I mean, he is, like, a foot taller than her, so his legs are longer, so.
1: And she's wearing a little house on the prairie yeah. outfit, so maybe that had something to do with
2: Guys it. Guys and gals, this do outfit not dress is, the is not flattering at all. And I don't no, think, it, it almost looks like something from Stranger Things that someone would wear, uh, uh, it, 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 like, when they were working at a place. Like it, it looks Like, it looks like some kind of horrible restaurant attire that you would have to wear.
1: Totally, totally, like. Welcome to OK Corral.
2: Yeah, basically. Can I take
1: your order? Yep. So he he says, you know, all I need is just give me 15 minutes and I'll be right back.
2: And then he climbs the fucking fence like a champ.
1: Oh, yeah. He bolts up the fence. The guy is, the guy is, a, he's a phenomenal specimen.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think you would allow your actual actor to climb a fence like that. Like, he... This is back in the day where it's like, hey, Wings, you're wearing cowboy boots. Can you just climb this fence? You know, oh, yeah, sure. Nowadays, you know, you would have a stunt person doing that because he could easily have fallen. Easily. Oh. But no, it was him. It was Wings Hauser in cowboy boots. Just no fucking problem climbing a six-foot fence.
1: <laughs> he does another climbing scene pretty soon. That's pretty dope, <laughs> he too. Does. He does. does. So she's like, Josh, you got 15 minutes. Right. So Josh sneaks through the woods.
2: 15 minutes uh, and, and then I'm going to turn into a motherfucking hero.
1: Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, he, he He's lurking through the woods on the way to the plant uh, or or this. Well, it turns out to be a shed because the budget's so small. <laughs> yeah, um, they, He spots, you know, workers near an electrical tower. Just kind of discussing like what's going on around there and uh, nothing important. And then he sneaks behind some barrels and he's kind of scoping out this, this spot where it looks like there's a, there's a barn slash shed and they're bringing barrels into the shed, these two workers. And at this point now wings is drenched in sweat. Yeah. I wrote drenched in cocaine, sweat, <laughs>
2: cocaine in uh, Georgia heat.
1: Yes. And he's looking, scoping out the barn and he spots a rope that leads up to the top part of the barn, like the hayloft. And it's got a cool pulley system on it where you know you you put something in one hand and you pull you yank on the other side and you lift it up. So he ho- he starts hoisting himself up this rope and he's climbing this rope. Sands. Uh, Stuntman, amazingly.
2: I, I assume Sans Stuntman because it's his it's his hair. I mean, we're pretty good. We have good eyes for the Stuntman stuff. I was... I'm I'm 50-50 on if that was a Stuntman or Wings Houser. I'm actually leaning towards Wings on that one.
1: I'm going to give Wings full credit. Yeah, let's do I it. Because I love him so damn much. Let's do it. So, yeah. Okay. So, Josh gets in the barn. And he's up top in the hay loft, And he sees this guy who's kind of directing... The, the the workers there and at first I'm like is the guy South African cuz he goes you come here <laughs> he's like like in some it's it's such a weird accent at first I'm like is this South African like um you know diplomatic immunity you come here and take that <laughs> lid over there that which is more uh russian than anything else and Josh is like sneaking around and he starts to climb down a ladder to get a better look. And as he's climbing down the ladder, you see that the ladder's unstable. Cuts back to the workers. Everyone's wearing a mask cuz there's smoke coming out of the ground. They're they're all working around this area that looks like a there's like a pit in the ground of this barn and there's a hose that is like sucking whatever's in the pit out
2: or vice pumping versa. It,
1: or vice versa and it's pumping it into a truck or the truck's pumping it into the hole. Who knows. And as he's climbing down the ladder's getting more unstable, and the ladder breaks and he falls off the ladder onto sacks and like face plants. He looks <laughs> yeah. like he just knocked himself out. That was probably a stunt man.
2: Yeah. I and
1: think uh, was. the workers hear the sound and they go check it out. And i I wrote busted.
2: Yeah. He's uh, not graceful realize, right there.
1: No. And you realize now that the main guy who's running this whole show is Mel, the shotgun toad and hillbilly in the truck earlier in the movie. Yeah. And he's got a gun on Josh. And he's got some dope next to him that, like, the guy can't act worth a bag of shit. He
2: fucking straight-up slack-jawed Yokel. Like, his mouth was like he was a mouth breather the entire time. You could you know that he was the director's nephew or something. He was somebody on set. They were like, we need an extra body. Just go over here and stand. Really? Can you close your mouth? You can't? Okay, we'll just leave you there. We don't have time (laughs) for another take.
1: Throw a nickel in there and we'll be good to go. (laughs) Yep. So they bring Josh over to the hole in the ground, and and Josh is like trying to reason with Mel. He's like, "You know this stuff is killing people, Mel. This this stuff is it, it's chemical waste." And uh, and then Mel's like, "Well, you got it all wrong. We ain't taking anything out. We're putting things back in." Yeah. And then they want Josh to jump into the pit. Josh says, "It's not going to work. People will know where I am, Mel." And then Mel goes, well, there ain't gonna be enough of you to find.
2: Cause, yeah, he was gonna like just put him in that fucking mine that down there, and yeah, his body would have just melted if, if RoboCop is any indication of what toxic waste does to you. And uh, but oh yeah, sa- dude. At the same time, I was like, ah, it does. It is such an 80s trope to have toxic waste like this, and then it just really reminded me of the Toxic Avenger cartoon that I used to love back in the 80s.
1: Yeah, what, Toxic Crusaders. Toxic
2: Crusaders. Dude, what what year was that? Like, 86,
1: 88 or something no, like that? No, that was almost 90. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. that. Reminded, it might have even been 90.
2: The, the funny not. thing is, I'm actually not a huge Toxic Avenger movie fan, but I loved the cartoon.
1: I still have all my Toxic Crusader toys. They were so cool. Like, and the, I have a board game, a toxic, toxic Crusader board game. I
2: I especially liked the the villains grunts with the like they had the, like this toxic suit on. You know that it was it was cool because it almost looked a, a little bit like a mix between uh, how the bad guys looked in Wizards and with like sort of yeah. the, the the gas mask on and then but that also yellow. It was really cool. If you guys have not seen the Toxic Crusader cartoon, uh, I highly recommend it. And I imagine we'll get to it on tv obscura one of these days oh no doubt yeah
1: with my mop tutu and girl <laughs> Ow. toxic crusaders toxic nice. dear melvin the mop boy <laughs> oh i got stories in, upon stories about that show for sure um but yeah there's sadly there's no toxic crusaders here to save josh <laughs> but, <laughs> but um but there is holly <laughs> there is holly so You know, he's trying to struggle to get free. He can't get free. And then out of nowhere, Holly busts through the barn with her car. Josh beats up a dude. Two of the chemical guys fall into the hole. Yeah. Which is awesome. Holly and Josh split. Mel tries to shoot them. But they, like, run over a hose and the the hose...
2: Yeah, the toxic waste hose is kind of, like, still spewing toxic waste. And I got to give Mel props. He didn't didn't even fucking give a shit about the toxic waste. He tried to just straight up shoot them. But then the hose kind of gets tangled around him and then sucks him down into the pit. And uh, this scene was a lot of fun, mainly because when Holly came flying in there, like... That was not sped up Mad Max footage. That was straight up a car doing like 50, slamming on the brakes and spinning. It was actually a fantastic car stunt right there.
1: It was it was really great.
2: There this movie has such insane moments of gold that should not exist at all in this film, you know? And they, but they, and this but is they one did. of it. Yeah. this is one of it because like you would like, Oh, any other movie would be like, Oh, let's just use the Mad Max footage or whatever. Nope. They're like, no, have, have her drive at 50 miles an hour, slam on the brakes and spin around. And you know what? They fucking nailed it. That, that, that stunt pulled off perfectly
1: yeah it's it's great it's great and 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 even in when the the toxic waste sprays on mel mel's freaking out and uh and and screaming while still shooting at the same time Yeah. yeah and he gets knocked over and dumped into the pit from the hose which is awesome and you're like okay this is it the movie's over right yeah uh because now josh is super stoked they they drive off and and he's like, way to go, you know? And he's, like, super excited and happy that Holly saved him. And, and like, she's, we got like, all-
2: cheering, too. She's like, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, this is great. And he's like, we got all the evidence we need. And then he looks at her, and he's like, about time you showed up, which is really funny, actually. He goes, oh, Holly, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I'm like, whoa, dude, pull your brakes a little bit. I know she saved your ass, but love? Get in there. So- from there, you cut to the police station. The sheriff is, like, doodling on a wanted uh, FBI profile. Yeah,
2: and a little bit of trivia. The picture there is the producer.
1: Oh, and is his name Zane, Gary Zane Partlow?
2: I don't think so, but I I do know okay. that it was a, a, the picture is the producer,
1: so. Okay. And I, yeah, I wrote the name down, too. I'm like, maybe it means something? I don't know. And he's drinking his wild turkey, his grandpa sauce. Yeah. And uh, Josh and Holly pull up, and Josh tells Holly to wait in the car again. I'm like, wait, do you have her wait again? This is always a bad idea. Yeah. And I'm like, I wrote down, I'm like, look how the previous thing turned out. Like, that's not such a good idea. And,
2: and it's not even going to be the last time that he does it either.
1: Yeah. Josh speculates that the sheriff might be in on it, so they got to be careful, which makes sense. Holly goes, not the sheriff.
2: Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. That that's logical to me that the Josh that Josh would be like, let's I can't trust this guy completely just yet. Even though we know that he's a good guy, we know that he's uh one of the protagonists of the film, but Josh doesn't technically know that and that's that's no. actually pretty good. I like that. He
1: hasn't he hasn't had one good interaction yeah, with him yet. Exactly. And then he and he's like, I don't know what to think of you. I <laughs> know he goes, I don't know what to think of your sheriff or your little town. Yeah like damn dude and uh, understandable though he's like you go home and you get your uncle and if I'm not back you get the hell out of town and you find the state police and tell them what's happened and then he plants a big old kiss on her (laughs) and then they go in Josh goes into the uh, police station and he's like sheriff sheriff you know I know what's going on in the town. I know what what killed that little girl. And I wrote, "Sheriff could give two shits" because he's like, "Uh huh, that's great." And well,
2: no, it's I love it. The dialogue's actually great because the sheriff's like, "I believe you." Congratulations! Yeah, he's like, "I "I, believe believe you," you. and but Josh is like, "Wait, what?" He's like, "I have proof," and sheriff's like, "I have proof too." It's like six, it's eighty four proof right here. But then I love love how, and I love how he says uh, that the sheriff says, "I've been promoted to civilian." Yes, I thought that was a cool little piece of dialogue.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, but I do love, I I do love the the proof. Yeah, I have proof. Yeah, so that's good. I've yeah, that was good. Eighty six <laughs> proof, and uh, yeah. So from there, you go back to Holly. She goes to get her uncle Jack, who's now jacked up. They, she goes in the house. Uh, the kitchen is a mess, and then you cut to Jack in bed. He's under his covers. And you just see the top of his head, and it's throbbing like Frankenstein.
2: Yeah, same same effect that the Vic had at the Haas or at the clinic, and both of these effects are very good. Uh, you can't really tell where the makeup ends; like it's not a fake head. It's it's the actor, and yeah. they you know they clearly have this like blow up bladder bag thing, kind of stretching the the head out and everything. It's 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 a good effect. It's really fucking good.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool. Um and and I, I love <laughs> I love that Jack turns into like a twenty five year old kid, a stuntman in, in just a minute too. But, <laughs> of course, um, of course, yeah. So you know, Holly's like looking through the house and you're cutting back to Jack and he's moaning and he's and he's pulling the covers all over his place all over the place and he's getting more and more, you know, lumpy and, and pus filled. Holly's coming up the stairs and she goes into the room and Jack's under the covers. And she's like, Uncle Jack, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, what's wrong? He's been sick. Like, you know something's wrong with him. And she goes, come on. Let, let me take a look. Let me take a look. And he's got, like, the covers pulled over his head all tight. Like a child. The, yeah, like a child. And at the same time, uh, Josh and the sheriff show up at Holly's house. She pulls the covers back. And Jack looks all violent and fied, And he starts to try to attack Holly. It's, it's a Jack uh, attack. It's a jack attack. It's a jack attack. So Josh and uh, uh, Holly screams. Josh and the sheriff hear her scream, and they run in the house to help. Uh, The sheriff, and they run upstairs. The sheriff pulls a gun.
2: One of them does not help as well as the other.
1: One of them is drunk as fuck. (laughs) True. Because Jack uh, is trying to attack Holly. Sheriff pulls a gun. Jack knocks the gun down, and... The sheriff at the same time.
2: Yeah, drunk sheriff.
1: Yeah, drunk sheriff. But Josh picks up the gun and shoots Jack, does nothing to him. And then Jack jumps out the window of the roof and jumps off the house and runs off. Josh jumps out onto the roof, shoots at him two more times, and Jack runs away screaming.
2: (laughs) Ah! ah! (laughs) Fucking... But not going to lie, not going to lie, the stunt person who jumped from the the roof or the That's second cool. story onto the grass and rolled, there was no mat there. That was a straight stunt. The camera was stationary. That was fucking
1: amazing. That was a great fucking stunt. Oh, it was. It was. It's a great, it's a great scene. I love it. Uh, it's very tense. It's it, but it's also very funny too, because. You know, Jack is supposed to be like this. Sixty-five year old dude, and yeah. suddenly he's running off like a sprinter. But it's hilarious. But it also adds to the fact that he's freaking out because it's the, the light that's affecting him.
2: Yeah, exactly. The, the, there's something else happening. Which comes into play, and that's what comes into play, and that's that's cool. I dig that, you know. But but even though yes, you can tell that it's it's a young nimble man is is playing the role. It's still impressive to see him fucking jump off the second story and then roll and get up and run in like one fucking take.
1: Oh yeah it's dope. I love it. I love it. I love that scene. Um now you cut back to the police station. Sheriff's trying to get a hold of Dawson, uh captain, but the secretary won't even like leave a message write down a message for him. Yeah. She won't even give him two shits. He's like when the, you know it's bad when the
2: secretary hangs up on you. He says something yeah. like that yeah I was like, something That's like funny.
1: that yeah. <laughs> And he's like, this is an emergency, you know and um and then she yeah they they hang up on on will. And Will says, you know, the sheriff, he's like, well, we might be the only three people left in this town. And Josh says, well, whatever we do, we better do it before nightfall. Those things seem to be affected by the light. It's just cool. I love that. Yeah. The sheriff is ready to hunt, like go out and like, you know, take care of business. But Josh is like, I I need to find my brother. Sheriff says, well, when's the last time you saw him? And Josh says, well, he was at Mrs. Mapes. And then Holly's like, well, did you talk to her daughter? And Josh is like, well, no, Mrs. Mapes told me her daughter was dead.
2: That's cool. That's a cool callback. That's I like yeah. that.
1: We, weirdly,
2: and, weirdly, this movie is is really designed for for like multiple watching because then you you catch more totally. things. You know, it's yeah, it's it, for for such a low budget schlocky kind of movie. The script is actually very very tight.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, again, like I know this movie gets a lot of shit for being hokey or whatever. I'm thoroughly there and enjoying this the entire time.
2: Both times that I watched it, one stoned out of my mind, one stone cold sober. I had a blast watching it
1: both times. Awesome. That mission accomplished. Right. So, uh, so they split up. Josh goes to Mapes and Holly and the sheriff go to see Dr. Tate to get her, basically to get her and split with her as well. Cut to Dr. Tate's. They go in. It's been ransacked. They can tell that, you know, all shit has broken loose, uh, but it appears empty. They find her tape recording on the ground that she had around her neck, and they start to play it back while that big giant poster of Dramamine is in the background. (laughs) Dramamine, Dramamine. (laughs) And um, while the tape recorder is playing, it's very eerie because it's playing back what has happened earlier in the night. Uh, the sheriff's looking around while listening, which is a really cool effect. I always love when they do that.
2: This is one of my three favorite scenes in the movie because, first off, Bo Hopkins is doing his job and he's emoting and he, he's clearly pained by the fact that he can hear, you can hear, you know, Myra, Dr. Myra Tate getting murdered. Like, it's playing. And, and him and Holly can both hear it. I love it. I fucking love it because while you're examining... The scene, he he sees all the destruction, but now he has this audio thing to go with it. And it's just, it's so freaky because, you know, she's screaming for help and everything. It's, it's, it's very, very effective.
1: And honestly, part of me was like, maybe she's still alive. Maybe there's hope. Maybe there's hope. No, there's no hope no. because out of nowhere, Vic jumps the sheriff and, but the sheriff shoots him. Shoots them dead.
2: And it's cool. You don't have to shoot them in the head. It's not, they're not like those kind of zombies. This, you can just straight up, you know, do a couple plugs and that's it. They're over. I like that. That's,
1: that's great. Because they're toxic zombies. They're toxic zombies. And, uh, and then next thing you know, out of nowhere, the hospital gets filled with like three or four zombies. It, It looks like it's like the redneck zombies. So Sheriff tells Holly to run and get out. She does. <laughs> of course she does. And the sheriff locks himself in that little side closet area that gives you access to the back door yeah. of the hospital.
2: Yeah, I guess where the where the earlier on where the refrigerator was with the blood, right?
1: Yeah, and where Dr. Tate met her demise. And unfortunately, this is the point when he finds her down on the ground and dead. And it's actually a really sad scene yeah. because he cares about her and the music, the music and the pacing are done so well yeah. that you get the sense like, yeah, this is, this is a bummer because she was a cool character.
2: Yeah, agreed. 100% agreed, and her poor hair just does not look great. And I'm like, oh, no. it's over. The life is gone.
1: It is. It is. So <laughs> from there, we cut to back to Josh, who shows up in Mapes pounding on the door. Mapes opens the door, and he just screams at her, where is he? <laughs> and, and Mapes says, I thought I told you. He... And he goes, well, well, you lied, lady. Lady. <laughs> and Josh starts searching the house while Mapes, is, she's like threatening to call the police. This is scary too. She's threatening to call the police. She's like, you can't do that. You got no right. You got no right." And he starts walking through the house and he makes his way into the kitchen, uh, the basement room, which is very similar to the the, the little basement in um, People Under the Stairs. Yeah. And he goes into the basement and as soon as he opens up the door to go down, the door slams behind him shut, and it locks. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. That's freaky to me. Yep, I like that. This whole sequence freaks me out. I agreed, so, 100%. And what I love about this, too, is he's not stupid. He goes down there, and he's whispering for Mike. Yep. So that he won't make a lot of noise, which is, again, smart. And he's like, Mike, Mike, are you down here? And he's walking in through the into the basement, and he turns on a light. And when he does, he sees just bodies everywhere in the basement of dead people. And ultimately, he sees Mike with a shirt on. With a shirt on. A shirt that's not even his.
2: Why is he wearing a shirt? He never wore a shirt before. Why is he wearing a shirt?
1: Maybe the uh, the person that did all this to him likes to dress up her dolls, you know. <laughs> um, and it's Mike and he's dead. And I got emotional because, yeah. you know, he he's like super beat up about it he's crying and he's like holding him and he's stroking his arm. And it's, it's like, it feels very real, very, uh, in, cause you're invested in this, in his, in, in his search for his bro.
2: Well, and of course, because Wings can emote and, and, you know, give off a sense of emotion and have the, the audience connect with them. I mean, Hell it's yeah. almost as if Wingshauser is a professional actor.
1: Yeah. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's, he knows he's been around this bush once before. So, uh, from from there out of nowhere uh Mrs. Mape's daughter jumps out and grabs Josh starts and starts trying to attack him there's you can and they keep the uh the consistency of the burning and the the fog and the smoke which is great not the best makeup job on her she looks pretty ridiculous But it's still effective, nevertheless.
2: Yeah, I know the the zombies. They're very pale, and they have very extreme like black makeup around their eyes. It's it's very it's almost like stage makeup because you know you're not using the the makeup should be a little bit more subtle for camera work, you know. But yeah, ultimately I don't care. It's still fun, and that's what matters, you know.
1: Yeah, I don't care either. It reminded me of the Carnival of Souls makeup, Mm. but that was black and white. And if this was a black and white film, it would look a lot better. Yeah. It's fine, though. I don't mind. No, Uh, because it didn't take anything away.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take anything away, especially when, like, Josh tries to smash through the window and and climb out through the the bottom window. I like that when she grabs his, his ankles, it, like, the smoke and it burns. Like, I like that they're consistent about that kind of stuff.
1: Well, I, I love this part. I love this part because, yeah, he's trying to break away from her, and he and he breaks a window in the basement to jump out, and he starts to get out. He's almost out. He's almost out. And pulls him back in. And you're like, oh, and he grabs his leg. And grab, she grabs his leg, and that's when it starts smoking. And I wrote at that point, I'm like, oh, shit, I did not expect that.
2: That's cool. I dig that. I mean – cuz i mean also too like you know you and i are raised on on aliens so like we know that like what acid will do and everything so like right when she grabs his leg i'm like oh my god it's going to burn through like his fucking ankle and shit i think yep. i think it's really cool Honestly, like I was gonna save this for the end, but I'm just thinking about it now. What I just I wish this movie wasn't called Mutant and it was just called Toxic Zombies, and they just really leaned into the fact that they were toxic because I love what happens later with their hands reaching through the glass and how it can melt it. Because I wish they, that's another favorite. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. I wish that this movie was called Toxic Zombies and they really just leaned into these these zombies being just toxic. I think that would have been fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I I do want to point out that apparently looks like Wingshauser is a luchador because after (laughs) she pulls him back into the basement, he swings around this pole and drop kicks her like hard. He does this sweet drop kick move. I'm like, oh, shit, he can wrestle. Nice.
2: It's awesome. I I like that move a lot.
1: And I love when he does that because she's got uh, you can see her hands and she's got the yellow on her hands, which keeps it consistent. And that's important for low budget movies because they didn't often do that back in the day. Um, And so Josh grabs what looks like like a like a mini blowtorch on the Mm -hmm. ground. And he starts kind of uh, putting it on her and to get her to back up. And she's kind of making her move on him, trying to trying to get closer to him to, to eat him or whatever she wants to do. And he's making his way up the stairs of the basement, and he's trying to get out of the basement door that's still locked. And he's screaming. He's like, get back! Get away from me! <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, you're not going to reason with a zombie <laughs> dude, but whatever. Anyways, he breaks the door open, and this is freaky too, because right as he does, Mrs. Mapes is right on the side of the door jumps out with a fucking cleaver in her hand to try to hit him with the cleaver, but he grabs her and he knocks her down the stairs and then closes the door on them and you can hear her moaning, no please, I'm your mother, baby, no please, Ah!" I love that dude I love it
2: I love the fact that fucking first off Mrs. Mapes was ready for the kill blow she was just like I'm gonna take this asshole out I love that of course she didn't but then of course I love the just that trope of like she gets killed by her daughter you know like that's so it's Night of the Living Dead it's it's perfect it's fucking awesome love that whole scene absolutely loved it hey everybody Corey here I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Well, hello there, little black kitties of the night. Come and join me, your host, Deadly Debbie, as we go through my creepy files and listen to real-life, strange-but-true
1: stories from people all over the world. Explore the weird and wonderful in my weekly podcast with Deadly Debbie's Creepy Files. (laughs) And
2: now, back to the show.
1: Cut back to Goodland School, and Holly's making her way into the school, and she sees Billy out front of the school. And he's all scared, and he's yelling at her. Go away, go away, (laughs) right? And you think, I thought for a moment, oh, he must be infected. That's why he's telling her to go away. And then Billy runs away from Holly into the school. You don't know where he is at first, but she chases after him and she hears a sound and she runs down the stairs again. And I'm thinking, oh, shit, they're going to go back to the boiler room. Is this where we're going? Uh, But no, they run in. She runs into the bathroom. Where Billy is, and she's calling out for Billy, 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 and he said, and he like he says again to her, "Go away, go away." <laughs> but the sound—I think this was a mistake on on the on the ADR person because the sound's all distorted. So he's like, "Go away," just for a half a second. Yeah, at least it sounded that way to me. And he's like, "Don't touch me." and holly's like give me your hand and i think i'm thinking the whole time oh shit he he, he's she's gonna get burned
2: because he's hiding his face too yeah
1: yep and then finally he reaches out and he's okay and he and and he's like mrs pierce it is you i thought you were one i thought you were one of them (laughs) and holly says no she goes, no, we're we're getting out of here. Josh is coming to get us. I'm like, he probably doesn't even know who the fuck Josh is. you know <laughs> uh, And they start to leave the bathroom when a, when this is to me one of the another traumatic moment, like twenty to thirty zombie kids just storm out of nowhere into the bathroom and they back Billy and Holly into a bathroom stall. Josh shows up at the school running into the school. Here's a scream. Zombie kids are now at this point, the stall is closed, and the zombie kids are trying to reach under the bathroom stall, and they're pulling uh, Billy out of the stall, underneath the stall, while Holly's pulling Billy by the hands, and Billy's like, No! No! And Holly's like, No! And what does she do? She fucking lets go of him, not intentionally, but she lets go of him, and Billy gets... Ganged up by all of the zombie kids. Dude...
2: This was the fucking... Th- this is the, the best scene in the movie. This is like... Totally, hands down. Like, all the hands grabbing the the camera angle, her, like, uh, you know, Holly trying to hold on to Billy, Billy screaming. And this is, this is 1984. So, like, you know, the, the blob and stuff, like, kids can still get killed right now, right? We're not in the late 80s where they kind of put the kibosh on little kids getting killed. Yep. And I'm sitting here watching it the first time, and I'm like, just... Seriously, edge of my seat, fucking watching it, eyes completely open, and as Billy gets sucked straight to fucking hell, doesn't even pass go, doesn't get $200, he just goes straight to hell, I scream... Billy no and truthfully like it's not that graphic, but when you think about what actually happens, he dies a horrible fucking death. He gets acidized by fucking toxic zombies, and Ugh. he's like a fucking seven year old kid. I'm like and- that this is when I this is when I loved this movie. This was when I was like, yes, I yeah, this awesome. fucking rocked because that kid, it's great. He gets sucked straight to hell. It's fucking amazing. Amazing. And I, I miss the early 80s when you could fucking kill like seven year old kids on, you know, in a movie, you know, and and, yeah. ha- and have it be gruesome.
1: I, lo- I think this is one of the reasons why it gets the R rating because yeah. of how dark this scene is. Because yeah. if you think about it, that 20 to 30 kids that did this, they all had the same outcome. Yeah. They all probably had the same thing happen to them. Like, so it's horrible. Yeah. Horrible what happened to all these kids. And you're right. There's a time when they're like, oh, we can't show violence to- on kids anymore. It's like, no, who gives a shit? It's like, who's seeing this movie? No kid is seeing this movie. Just yeah. go ahead go for it. Anyways, yeah, Billy is just taken out. <laughs> yeah, and he's gone. Holly is having a meltdown understandably so she sees this little kid get pulled into hell. She hasn't seen one person get murdered yet. And this is the first time probably ever in her entire life. And it has to be a seven or eight year old kid who gets killed. That's a pretty horrible thing to witness and be the one that caused it. So I understand her trauma. She, she, she earned her trauma. That's for damn sure. So at this point, Josh has now run in to find her and she's almost getting uh, pulled under by the zombies, but she's able to climb up on top of the stall. And there's like a little ledge behind the bathroom stall that allows her to like sit up. So she's up top, and he jumps up and grabs a uh, one of the one of the pipes to pull himself up, all like Spider-Man like again with his cowboy boots.
2: Wings is very athletic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wings is like. He's got. He, I bet he was a football. Guy I, I was
2: going to say, I would not be surprised if he played like high school and college football or basketball or something because he he's very for as tall as he is and kind of gangly. He he does seem to have the actor Wings Hauser does seem to have very good control over his limbs.
1: he, he, he does, and Holly has great control over her whining because <laughs> all she's doing is going. Yeah. So he grabs Holly again 20 to 30 maybe 40 or 50 little zombie kids now all in this bathroom stall in the bathroom trying to get at uh, josh and holly they're able to jump down and get out of the bathroom without getting attacked they go to close the door and like barricade it with a like a rolling tray which i'm like you're not gonna barricade that with the door whatever the kids break through the glass which is a really cool Cool shot shot of the kids reaching through the glass like trying to attack it's so it's chilling yeah. it's really chilling yeah this movie stays with you it's yeah. haunting anyways josh and holly split and they're out yeah well the,
2: they get in the car and they fly out of there too they get
1: in the car and they fly ass out of out of there and this is when, josh,
2: like, this is when like holly in this scene holly's like losing her mind because of billy and rightfully so and this is probably the best acting that jody does in the entire movie
1: She's having a meltdown and and rightfully so. Rightfully so, but Josh is screaming at her to calm down. Like he's like yelling at her, which is really funny because
2: <laughs> and and and, is, and and just from 1984 standpoint rightfully so he should be screaming at her (laughs) because i'm just kidding because that's just how fucking it was back then it's totally no i
1: know i love it i love the the initial time when they get in the car and they split and she's screaming yeah that the initial part is great because because it's very intense and traumatic
2: and she's and she's giving it her all she's doing this is the one time that she's doing a fucking the 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 perfect amount of acting is right there
1: yes so so the car pulls off they show the car pull off and then they cut back to them in the car. And Holly's like, Oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Yeah. And not going to lie, that was literally how I said Billy when I saw
2: him get sucked straight to hell. <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. And Josh is like, He goes, It's all right. It's all right. And I'm like, No, it, it's not. <laughs> it's, most, it's most assuredly
2: not all right.
1: Yeah, and, and he's yelling at her and he's like grabbing, he's like, where's Will? Where's Will? And he's grabbing at her like, where's Will? Like, like Super violently, and I'm like, dude, chill the fuck, she's the one that just had this hor- ha- horrible hat thing happen to her and then, but then again, he's the one who's grieving for his brother who's dead too, so there you go. And uh,
2: Everyone is justified in their emotions.
1: Totally justified, and she says, so he's at Myra's, and Dr. Tate's, and he's like, it's gonna be alright, it's gonna be alright, I'm like, no, actually, it's not. Your brother's dead. Billy's dead. <laughs> Billy's Myra's in hell? dead. <laughs> Billy's in hell. They're all in hell. They've all been sucked through the, the, the mirror by the devil. <sighs> uh, don't,
2: don't remind me of that, buddy.
1: Tell me, hey, don't me <laughs> So, uh, and then Dr. Cut back to Dr. Tate's. Again, where, have you fucking learned your lesson? No. Josh run. He's like, just stay here. Stay in the car. Lock the doors. And I'm like, <clears throat> why? No. Just don't. Mm. Anyways, she. He, this is a great. This is this is another great scene. There's been many moments in this breakdown where we've gone like this is the best scene in the movie. Yeah, no, this no. Is the best. There are a lot of best scenes because and they're true. They it's true. There are there are a lot of best scenes in this movie.
2: This is one of the very few times where like I am, even though I watched it twice in the past, like three days, I'm discovering how much I enjoy this movie right now, and also actually how well it's actually made. Like, the 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 bad parts of this movie are so extreme that they kind of overshadow the other stuff, but there's actually a lot of fucking gold in this movie.
1: Totally. And we're about to get another nugget of gold.
2: I love yeah. the fog scene.
1: Yes, me too. So, Josh goes into the hospital to look for the sheriff and Dr. Tate. And you're cutting back and forth. You cut back to Holly sitting in the car and fog starts rolling in or smoke. And you cut back to Josh in the hospital and back and forth. And each time it backs it back cuts back to Holly. There's more fog and it just gets more intense. The 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 music is building cuts back to Josh. He finds a gun he finds uh, a flashlight and he finds a hat and you think oh no he finds a hat with a little bit of semen in it
2: Did you know <laughs> yes. it's like it's like it's supposed to be like whatever the liquid is but it's not blood it's not the goo shit that we saw earlier it's a, it's a clear sort white. of viscousy yes. material and my first thought was that's jizz
1: so after that jizz, yeah, he, he, well, after he finds the the jizz-filled hat, uh, he finds Dr. Tate, and she's dead. Yeah. That's in both Holly. times,
2: both times the Dr. Tate shot is sad.
1: It's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Cut back to Holly, and now the zombies are upon her. They scare the shit out of her. Uh, rightfully so, because yeah. scared the shit. I actually jumped too. I was like, whoa! And that was not unexpected. Not only do they jump the car, but you think she's safe, right? Because he's got the windows rolled up. They start burning their fingers through the glass with their toxic zombie fingers. I, this, again, was an amazing moment in the movie because they're breaking through the glass. They don't go full on with it. They only, they start it. They But it's such a great effect.
2: I love it. I, I again, this is why I'm like, This Actually, this movie would be a really good remake, and I would want you to, or want the person who made it, to really lean into the acidic factor of the zombies, and to the point where, like, because when I was watching, I was like, oh, are the zombies giving off the fog? Like, is the fog coming from them? Yeah. I, don't, I don't really particularly think so, but in the remake, that's what I would fucking do. I would make that fog, first off, the fog would be acidic, and then their hands would be acidic. I would lean into the acid factor, because that was really fucking cool when they stuck their fingers in through the glass. Like, you are like, oh, they're going to break the glass. Nope, they're going to fucking acidize their way into it. Really cool. This scene is fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. And, and I, you know, there, there could be some people that say, well, they don't follow through because there's other zombies that can't do it. And you're like, well, maybe there's varying degrees of toxicity. Sure, with so yeah, zombies. yeah. 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 Uh, um,
2: I'll allow that. I'll allow that yeah. line of thinking right there
1: thanks i appreciate it so uh so (laughs) so josh storms out of the hospital and picks up a a park bench
2: i said i wrote that down (laughs) he fucking winks out uses a bench as a weapon that's how Uh, fucking
1: tall that dude is that's how tall he is and how badass (laughs) and strong he is so he he throws it at one of the zombies and he takes one of the boards that falls off of it and starts battling the other zombies with it he's beating the shit out of all these zombies there's one zombie that he's like doing a -a rope-a-dope on yeah and a mustache
2: i know well that yeah that mustache zombie also, because uh, he's about to kick him in the stomach, and the the zombie actor kind of turns his stomach. Like he gets into yeah. position to the point where, like, you can be like, you can tell he was like, okay, now I have to be into in position to get kicked. But you know what? These are the little things. These are the little things that make the movie fun, right? Like, I think like so. that's the shit that like that makes this so fucking entertaining.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I know like somebody like Riff Tracks did a whole thing where people are laughing their asses off at it that's still entertaining. Sure, like yeah. that makes you want to watch it again. Cause I, it's so much fun. I know. And also creepy too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he gets, he gets enough of the zombies away to actually get in the car and he, I love this because he yells at Holly. He's like, "Move, move!" Like to move over, you know.
2: Well, and also, before he even gets ah. in the car, I'm like, like she's like, he's like, "Turn on the lights," and she's like, "Ah!" And I'm like, "Bitch, <laughs> turn on the lights! Listen to him!" Like I she's know. just
1: screaming. <laughs> he's he's the only one who has like his wherewithal, yeah. like a, his wits a wits about him. Um. So yeah, they they get in the car, turn the lights on drive off but uh and there's nobody on the car at first but yet suddenly out of nowhere there's a zombie on top of the car which makes things really complicated because the zombie's trying to break into the car now and they're trying to get him off the car by swerving back and forth uh and they accidentally come up on the sidewalk and flip the car over well knocks they knock the zombie off the car and then the car flips over so now they're fucked. They're, yeah, they're, yeah, and yeah, they're right by the tavern.
2: Yeah, they're right by the tavern. And as fun as it all is, I couldn't. I mean, the problem was, was that one the zombie that was on top of the car had like gloves on, and he was holding on to like these bars that were clearly like grafted onto the roof, so he could just hold yeah. on to it. And then when the car flipped, you could see the panel that that kind of pushes it out, you know. And I only. I only critique it poorly because we just reviewed the car uh you know a, a few episodes ago yeah. and that was done about 5 years prior with such higher uh effectiveness in this one little shot right here.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, totally, totally. I mean Again, it's low budge, yeah. And, you know, yeah,
2: I know. You just the, you, you give it a slide again. None of this shit is anything that should be a reason to not watch it. If anything, it's a reason to watch it.
1: Yeah, because it, it makes it that much more entertaining. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's so funny. It does. You can you can be laughing your ass off one moment and then be like shocked the shit the next. Yeah, because you're about with, to get shocked yeah, again yeah. in just a mu- in just a few moments. Yep. Because right after that happens, yeah, the, the zombie they knock the zombie off and he flies into the into the bar, which is hilarious. Um. And then the car flips on its side. They get out of the, they get out of the car and Holly's like stumbling at this point. She's like, I, I can't, I can't
2: make it. I, I can't
1: I, make it. I didn't
2: understand. Was she hurt or something? Like, why is she so passive and weak now when she was such I, a hero earlier?
1: I think she's just a mess knowing she murdered a little eight year old boy. That's <laughs> yeah. what happened. And so, and he's like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And she kind of fights him off. She's like, no. And they, and they picks her up and they, they go, they, They continue to run away from the zombies, and they go to the gas station, and they hide there, the one that was closed earlier in the movie. Josh leaves Holly again behind a counter at the gas station uh, to go check out the place. She's traumatized. He comes back with a gas can, bottles, and rags to make Molotov cocktails. I'm like, this guy's resourceful. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's no use. We're not going to make it. And Josh is like, he gets all firm with her. And he's like, don't you dare say that. We're going to make it. You understand me? And Holly looks like she's going to cry again. And he's like, come on. Come on, Holly. Like After all these years, we've known each other. Huh? Huh? That was, Well, I thought was pretty funny, actually. Uh, and she starts to laugh a little bit. And he wins her over. And they go back to making cocktails. And Holly asks about Will. And Josh says, I don't know, I don't know where he is. I I think he I don't think he made it. And then she asks about Mapes. Then Josh starts holding back his emotion and he's like, Yeah, uh Mike didn't make it either. And you can tell he's, like, trying to hold back crying.
2: And, and, and you uh, can tell that because Wings can actually emote. And this whole scene that you're talking about, or this whole little shot right here, uh, dialogue, is all one take. It's just Holly and and Josh right there. And, and Wings does his job the entire time. But, oh, poor Jody has to hit, like... Like you can tell that the actress is trying to also like hit her her marks like when she like leans in when needs to, like, but she does it before she emotes it. so you can tell she's she's just trying to do it all. It's just it's all above her. and, and I don't I'm not like saying she's like a bad. I, she, it's just like she didn't have the training. She wasn't ready for, for this kind of a shot. She just it was not right for her at all.
1: No, she, she's terrible in this scene. She really is. Uh, but he's great. Yeah, so it's kind yeah, he's great. Yeah. Balances each other out. She's like, Oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, and he goes, no, he goes, no, not, 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 not right now. Not right now. We gotta, we gotta get back to work. And I love that. He's staying focused. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then she starts saying, you know, why are some affected and others are not? And Josh is like, I don't know. I don't know why there's some are more susceptible than others. But sooner or later, this poison is gonna affect everyone. And Holly starts to cry again. And Josh is like, Come on now, no, 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 no. Don't break down. No. All, all we gotta do is get through the night. We, we we need to get some more bottles. Why don't you go in the garage? I, I, I know he asked her to do this to like get her distracted, but you know, to send her off on her own is kind of stupid. Yeah. But he, he said, Go back in the garage and get some more bottles. And so Holly goes in to get more, and when she does uh, she drops a bottle on the ground. It's rattling around, and and he's
2: in there. He goes, "Shh, Holly, be quiet!" Like he's telling her to be quiet, Holly, be quiet. <laughs> but it's he's such a doing a violent way. He's doing nothing. He's just sitting there. He's not even like filling the Molotov cocktails. So like he tells her to go back there. She makes noise, and he's like, "Be quiet." It was just like it was so catty. It was so weird.
1: <laughs> I know. I wrote. I wrote. Oh, now he's a jerk. Said yeah. Maybe? Yeah. It was so, kind of uh, a dick move. So Holly goes to get up and and go to Josh, but then, well, 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 a door creaks open, and you think it might be a zombie, and it's Albert. And he goes, just just think of think of me as one of those things. <laughs> and he goes, thank God it's only me. And she goes, oh, Albert, thank God it's only you. And he goes, well. You're not gonna be too happy when you find out what I got in mind for you. And I was like, "Oh my god, is he gonna, is he gonna like rape fucking her?
2: rape her?" And <laughs> no, he's gonna use her as like like bait. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I guess that makes more sense." But I, yeah. at first, I was like, "Oh no."
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like, "Oh shit, he's gonna pull train. He's gonna pull personal train on her. Little caboose action." I, I was like, and "I think uh, I think
2: that's too much uh, Walking Dead in our like you know viewing now because like yeah. we're we're just expecting the worst of humanity at this point."
1: Yeah, cause cause she's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "What are you? Well, you looking like bait on you look like bait on a hook, oh, and and by, by the time those things are feasting on you, Albert's gonna be in the next county, huh? And I love that he talks in third person and like you fucker.
2: And I know we're supposed to hate Albert, but I I kind of like I don't like the character, but I like the actor. I think he does a fucking good job.
1: The actor is great. Yeah, he does a very good job with what he's got. uh,
2: With whatever whatever he has.
1: So he pushes her with his shotgun into the front of the store where Josh is. And Josh sneak attacks Albert because I don't think Albert knew that Josh was there even though he clearly you could hear him when he yelled at her. Uh, They're struggling over the shotgun. It shoots off one round and then Josh knees Albert in the dick and then he hits him with the back of the gun and knocks him down uh, and then he hits him again with the back of the shoddy and he points the gun on him and, and he's like come on give me a reason I love that yeah like, give me a reason right Holly tries to calm down Josh and and Albert's like hey man I, I, I was only kid. I was only kidding you know and, and then Josh tells Holly to get uh, some rope and tie Albert up real tight and then a zombie out of nowhere reaches in the window to grab Josh, and Albert at that moment, because he's like Josh is right by the door of D- the, uh, dude, the gas station.
2: Yeah, and, and Albert's back is to is to to Josh. What's happening? So he hears what's happening, and I gotta give fucking Albert props because he, in a nanosecond, capitalizes on that distraction.
1: He sure does, because he grabs Holly immediately in the process and like whips her around and has her has her in a headlock basically
2: that's some quick goat thinking right there
1: yeah and and Josh is like don't make a move or Albert says to Josh he's she's like you know you make a move and I'll snap her neck and Josh was like all right all right just 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 calm down just don't go out there and Albert says I'm going out there with this little lady as my ticket out of here and then right out of nowhere the zombie another zombie reaches through the front window of the gas station grabs Albert and pulls him out of the gas station,
2: yeah, like fucking tosses them. It was great, yes.
1: Out, Al- it's, yeah, it's it's a great toss. Albert starts to fight them off. Uh, Josh is telling Holly to, to light bottles from the make the make the cocktails, and Josh runs out of the gas station, blasting all the zombies with a shotgun. And they gang up on Albert at the same time, and he's shouting, Not me, not me. And Josh, Josh continues to fight the other zombies. Holly comes out with bottles. And I love this. She comes out like a waitress. She's like, "Here," hands them to Josh, and Josh starts throwing the Molotov cocktails at at the uh, at the zombies and at the ground, making a fire, and more zombies are just f- piling up. This is so intense. This is like, yeah, this is really intense. This is what Night of the Living Dead should have done at one point, where the zombies are faster and more aggressive because they're just piling. They pile Josh and Holly. They force Josh and Holly back into the 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 gas station, and they're just piling in. And Josh and Holly hide behind the um, cooler tank or the
2: no, they're behind the desk, the the front the,
1: desk. The front desk, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And honestly, like I had no idea how they're getting out of this. I thought this ending was gonna be everyone dies ending.
1: Well, yeah, because I'm I'm looking at the time code on the on the on the disc, and I'm like, oh, there's like three minutes left. Yeah. Oh, this yeah. is it. They're all, they're just going to die. It's going to be a bleak ending. That's what I thought. All is lost. And then out of nowhere, light shines through, and the cops show up, and they're blasting the shit out of. All the zombies, and I'm like, "Oh, look! There's a female cop. That's progressive." Uh, uh, one, one, uh,
2: the the <laughs> fact that like Holly and Josh stood there while the cops are like just shooting buckshot into the gas station. I was like, they "Didn't get down. Like, yeah. why didn't they hide behind the fucking desk? Like, buckshot is going everywhere." But it also at the same time, yes, there was a very attractive female cop in the, uh, and I was like, "Oh, oh, hello. How's it going? All right." right
1: hello officer what did i do why did you pull me over (laughs) but
2: but like like you know even before that i was like i don't know if it's a smart move to use molotov cocktails in a gas station but then like at the same time (laughs) good point at the same time when like josh shot one of the zombies with the the shotgun like it bled it like the squibs were like that toxic looking squibs i was like oh good i like i'm glad that they didn't just give it like a blood squib i'm glad they kept that but then i was like oh but then why would you uh why would you use a molotov cocktail and like oh but then they're all gonna die oh they're not but then why aren't they ducking oh there's a hot cop though so that's okay it's just like (laughs) guys it's this whole movie is such a roller coaster of emotions and acting
1: yeah this melee at the end is fantastic because it's it's so uh overpowering emotionally. Cause you're like, yeah, on one hand you can get distracted by the, uh, the, the, the silliness of the scene with the, with the, with the gas and the explosions and whatnot. But at the same time too, if, if you just take in the moment of what, what is actually happening, it's intense as hell. And then you think all hope is lost. And just finally in those last like two minutes of the movie, the cops saved the day.
2: Yeah, pl- and... please please don't get me wrong. I oh, was yeah, yeah. fully invested, like especially the first time I watched it. I thought they were going to fucking die right there. Like, I had no idea how they were going to survive that. So I was, don't, like, you know, jokes aside, I was fully invested every time I watched
1: this. Oh, yeah, for real. I can tell. I can tell. And and I just wrote, I'm like, Josh and Holly live. Yay! Because <laughs> I like that. I, I'm, I don't... I'm not a big fan of downbeat endings. I'm just, I'm not, I like seeing the potential, right? Yeah. And, uh, especially in these days and eight times we, we need more hope than not.
2: And I, and I love the shot when they walk out and will is standing there in the shadows with his shotgun. That was, that was a fucking bad. I mean, well, not gonna lie, that was a wild bunch, shit right there. He was he was drawing some wild bunch energy on that for sure.
1: Yeah. So Josh and Holly walk out of the the gas station and they see cops everywhere. There's a film, there's a news crew there, uh, doing the reporting. And they start to walk out, and in the shadows you hear, you see Sheriff Will standing there, and he goes, Are "You guys okay?" And Josh says, "I thought you were dead." And the Sheriff laughs and he goes. Well, so did I. Mm-hmm. And Holly says, "You finally got him out here." And uh, and he goes, "Well, I went over Doug's head, Doug being the captain, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I went straight to the governor's office. And some of those new era people were brought in with chemical burns to the hospital, and we got them to admit everything. Even an EPA investigator disappeared. We found him in Miss Mape's cellar." I'm like, oh, that's a cool callback to the beginning of the movie. Bravo, bravo.
2: When I watched it the second time, actually, I'm not gonna lie, I don't think it was until we were actually talking about it. While I was like, oh, that's who that was at the beginning. That's cool, oh. man. I like that shit. I like the fact that the script had a callback like that.
1: It's consistency, dude. Yeah, I, lo- yeah, I love it too. And then, uh, so they're 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 like hanging out by the gas station talking about all this shit, and uh, and then the captain rolls up. And he walks up to Will, the sheriff, and he goes, Stuart, about that suspension. Uh I guess it's no longer in the works. And then the sheriff goes, Well, that's mine and NASA, you cabin. And but then he ha- takes off his badge and he hands it to him. He like throws it to him and he goes, Oh, by the way, I think you know where you can put this. I love that. <laughs> I, I do love too. that.
2: I did and the whole time this is happening. This is when another uh, paramedic people are carrying like moving a body uh, with a gurney. Yes, and with the gurney, and the gurney is like on the ground, so the two actors who are pay- playing the paramedics have to do their scene completely hunched over.
1: I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> it's a lot going on in the scene. It is. And uh, and then Josh, uh, the Sheriff, looks over at Josh and Holly, and he, he goes, "You all right?" And, and Josh says, "Yeah." And then the sheriff says, You want to get a drink? And Josh says, I'd love a drink. <laughs> and then they start to walk off. And what I love about this is the cameras like starting to pan away from the scene. And you see them walk off. You can pretty much follow them all the way down. They're heading back down to Jack's Tavern, yeah. which is hilarious because I'm like, Well, they, they probably killed all the zombies there. They can go drink there now. And as they're walking away, you hear a news report. The news report says that this was a natural catastrophe, over 29 people confirmed dead, and the final body count will be considerably higher. Uh, In other news, county officials are now applauding New Era's winning bid contract to build 10 new industrial sites throughout the state. This is only the beginning of New Era's plans for international expansion.
2: That's great.
1: Oh snap! Yeah. So apparently there was a sequel in the works at yeah. one point. Um, kind of thankful that it didn't happen because you know it would have been even worse than this. Yeah, because I think it I was mean,
2: it was supposed to be like early two thousands when they were working on it, and Bo yeah, Hopkins was actually bad. attached to it uh, as well. I don't think I honestly I wouldn't want a sequel to this. Honestly, as much fun as this movie is, I think it would. It, it would be really well made, remade. Like and, and like I said earlier, I would love to see someone really lean into the toxic waste factor, like the the acidic fa- factor of the zombies, and really have fun with that. That's what I would like to see personally. But I mean, uh, without that, the movie's fun as it is. I think the movie is a very fun film.
1: Yeah, I love I love your um your you're kind of world building as to what could be if they do a potential remake of this. I think it's prime for that. Uh, especially when you take movies like say the crazies and do a better version as a re uh, as the remake. Yeah. And guys don't fight me on that. Watch Romero's original version. It's not that great. It's really not. And what they did with it is better. Dawn of the dead remake is a slick remake to Romero's. I love Dawn of the dead. I do but the remake is fantastic. Zack Snyder's version.
2: I'm, I'm actually a hundred percent with you on both of those accounts. I bought, uh, the crazies on VHS when, when anchor Bay put out the clamshell. Yeah, clam Cause I had yep. never seen it. So, so I bought it and I watched it. I was like, Oh, this is fine. Like I thought it was fine, but honestly the, I thought the remake was a lot of fun. I mean, what was, I think Timothy Olyphant was in it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah great cast. actually. Yeah. It was actually Before a really film. good
2: cast, but, i'm not gonna lie to you i love the dawn of the dead remake so much more than the original um like you i i love the original obviously but at this point i would honestly rather watch the remake uh as far as romero stuff goes day of the dead and land of the dead are my two favorites of of his stuff so but mutant this this was a lot of fun man like there was, there was a lot of shit to make fun of in this movie, and we aren't riff tracks. We we, we uh, honestly, if anything, Zach and I uh, pride ourselves on trying to find the goodness and the gold in some of these trashy movies, and I hope we did that when we were talking about it. And I do think that this movie has more gold than not gold, but the not gold is what makes it so much fun to watch, you know?
1: Yeah, I think think this movie so uh, this movie to me is a perfect entertaining overall film it's got a little bit of everything it's got stuff to laugh at it's got stuff to shock you too and and it covers all the bases um you know clearly you're listening to our show you're into the genres that we do you're gonna love this movie if you've never seen it i know david irons loves this movie rightfully so it there's the the cheese and the uh the oh god moments are equally as good as the shocking moments and what i mean by that is you know sometimes you see a movie and you're like oh that's just stupid or oh, that that was just poorly executed right or oh it's boring like right the, the, i know we keep hating on it but i'm just going to use it as a reference point go back to cyborg yeah the f- moments in that where uh th- there's there's not enough lightness for you to laugh in those scenes where it's like you go, oh, well, this is kind of a slow scene. This is going on way too long. This, you don't feel that way. Like, those silly moments, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Holly's acting is so terrible in the scene. But it's still entertaining because she's fun to look at. Yeah, you know or, what I'm saying?
2: Or, or Billy's getting sucked straight to hell and you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe. That's like... You have on one hand you have a fantastic scene like that, and then it's yeah, and then Holly does her thing. It's a roller coaster of of acting.
1: It is, it is. There there are so many uh, climactic highs in this film, dramatic climactic highs that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Uh, and then there's enough moments where you're laughing your ass off because something's so absurd. Um, like even that, when he does that, when wings plants that drop kick on mm-hmm. Mrs. Mabe's daughter, I was laughing, yeah. but I'm like, Oh, that was rad. It's, I love that. Yeah, it's
2: fun. It's fun. This is, I mean, this is exactly the movie you want it to be, you know, like if you're listening to podcasting after dark, you know, we're, we're, we're not talking about Academy Award-winning movies here, guys. You know that. So, so like, you you listen to our podcast, this is the movie that you're hoping it to be. This is the movie that you can put on uh, and show people who've never seen it, you know, and they, everyone in the room is going to have fun watching this movie because it's preposterous. It's, it's it's ridiculous. But but if it was preposterous and ridiculous 100%, it would suck. But it's because yes. it's not. It's not 100%. There is so much fucking goodness in this movie and uh unfortunately not a lot of it comes out of Holly's mouth um but <laughs> you know but again at the same time she honestly she personifies this entire movie like you, you she's she's not landing the lines or the marks all that well but at the same time you can't look away you know and and you're fully entertained and for some reason you're also fully invested in the characters
1: I don't know why yeah. Yeah, I, I I mean I know why. Two words: wings There
2: you go. So and, <laughs> and I
1: I will say too, you know, if if uh, if this could quite possibly be the best that we get from wings.
2: Okay, that's but sad to know.
1: <laughs> I I don't think it is. Okay, because this is just the tip of the iceberg for our our wingsography, yeah. if you will, just starting. Um, and I wanted to start out with 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 a movie. I chose this movie specifically first because I wanted to, to to showcase, um. You know, not full on wings, just a little bit of little bit of wings, like here, like yeah, tidbits here and there. He was the hero. He was the traditional hero and, type in this. And this is a know.
2: crowd pleaser, man. This is this is yeah. a crowd pleasing movie. I think this movie's a lot of fucking fun.
1: And I, I love seeing Wings as a good guy. Me too. Uh, I know he he often plays a lot of bad guys in movies. I love seeing him as a good guy, and uh, yeah. So for me, I'm glad you. I'm I'm glad on so many levels that you enjoyed this. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it yet again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look forward to more Wings in our lives. On the wings of love. <laughs> and, uh, Take these, these broken, broken wings,
2: wings. housers.
1: <laughs> Learn to fly again. Learn to live so free. Uh, so until the next wings. Yes. You know, this, this 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 is a good way to start it off. It is mutant,
2: I, dude. And I'm so happy that I watched it, bro. I, I I'm so I, glad you I liked had, it. I had so much fun with it, man. It was a fun movie. That's at the end of the day. Like sometimes, that's really all that fucking matters. All the shit that we said about this film, all that matters at the end of the day is that it's 99 minutes of fun. Really, that's exactly. it.
1: So. And you know where else we can find fun? I was going to tee you up with the exact
2: same thing. You know what else is fun, Zach? $2 late fee.
1: (laughs) Oh, $2 late fee. You're right. You're right. I I will say, I will say, uh, we do have a lot of fun on my other podcast, my other sister wife um, (laughs) and my polygamous relationship. Uh, Over at $2 late fee, we are a retro, nostalgic 80s, podcast that focuses on movies and soundtracks one song specifically one movie specifically per yeah. episode yeah you, you guys
2: the the soundtrack thing is definitely where like what you guys really sort of lean into and everything which i love i think that's fucking awesome
1: oh thank you thank you yeah and um you know we we do interviews with celebrities as uh, performers from the 80s as well we've got an upcoming interview with keith coogan by the time dishes are done man Dishes are done. He's an eclectic dude. It was actually a very uh, surprisingly kooky interview, to be honest with you. And, 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 and we always do an episode to coincide with that prior. Well, we decided to do something a little bit different. We did a top five. Uh, we did our top five favorite Keith movies, movies that starred an actor named Keith. And then there's one that will th- throw you for a loop where you're like, wait, his name, that's not Keith. His name's not Keith. So, so you mean Keith David and David Keiths? Keith David, David Keith. Uh, can you think of any other Keiths? <laughs> Keith Coogan. <laughs> Keith Coogan? Can you think of any other Keiths? I have
2: too many beers in me right now to think okay, of well, any other Keiths.
1: There, 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 there's a handful. Um, And and I, I will say that was a Ra- – Ra- that was a rollicking good time. But yeah, we have a good time on $2 leafy. Yeah, Check it out. Give us a listen. Um, by the way, Corey, where can I, where can we find you?
2: Caught right? Cartwright? That's right. Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. Adam and I have just started season six, and also we've started covering Curb Your Enthusiasm exclusively on the Cartwright Patreon page. So Exclusive. It's exclusive. So if you like that, go check that out. Go check out Cartwright. Go check out uh, all the shows on our on our network, on the BFOP network. Go check out Blast From our Past. Go check out our pals wow. at Talking Back. Uh, Zach and I, I don't know when the episode's coming out but zach and i just recorded with tim and dean on talking back we talked about judgment night uh was a great episode a lot of fun dude that was a fun episode to record um so look for that we'll plug that as well and uh check out everything we got going on on our patreon page we got all kinds of interviews Zach plugged it way early in, in the episode. Uh, we got a bunch of interviews coming, awesome stuff happening, so go check that out. Uh, Zach and I are developing some you know some new shows, but also at the same time, go check out TV Obscura, everything that's going on here. We're having a great time with our buddy Diallo, we're having fun with David, we're just having a great time over here, so check all that shit out, check out uh, $2 Lay Fee as always, because I fucking love that show, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Time, man. I fucking love podcasting with you, bro. It's a blast, especially when you fucking introduce me to movies
1: like Mutant. Corey, don't you know <laughs> that's your half of the action and all of the show <laughs> when we review Mutant? Oh. So take these wings, houses. <laughs> I'll stop for now.
2: That was perfect. That was fucking perfect. <laughs> and as always,
1: we'll catch you on the dark side. We'll catch you on the wing side.
2: <laughs> on the wings of love. <laughs> on the wings, Houser of love. <laughs> <sighs>
1: Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community to unlock exclusive monthly content like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit, Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for podcasting after dark.
0: Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, throwback trivia takedown, you might just find that out as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades. With categories ranging from movies, TV, and music, to slang, food, and fashion, you're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a Surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.